The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Step inside, love. Let me find you a place where the cares of the day will be carried away by the smile on your face. We are together now and forever. song you know it's a song because there's singing in it and there's music and generally give me an example of something where there's singing and, and music and it's not a song i don't think you can good evening dear listener this is the late night alternative on talk radio with myself ian lee we are gonna steam through the next three hours like nobody's business lots to talk about and you can give us a call 0344 499 1000 i am reminded that yesterday when I was doing the um, doing this little bit of filming for Loose Women, I was giving away a camper van with Colleen Nolan. Um, I got to meet a gentleman whose name escapes me. He used to present... He, maybe he still does. I don't know. Uh, Blue Peter. Him and a young lady called Lindsay. And his, his, he had big, very big hair. That much I remember. He had very, was his name Reggie? I want to say Reggie and Lindsay, but I don't know. Anyway, very, very polite. And a very, very nice gentleman. And um, he was talking, he came up He came up and said hello to me. He said, I just want to say hello, Ian. I um, uh, really like your radio show. I like, okay, nice, thank you. And I really liked you on The Right Stuff. Thinking, okay. Now, I've done two appearances on The Right Stuff in the past five years. Both were this year. One um, uh, ended in disgrace for Matthew Wright, and I, I, I left during the first interval. And the second one, not really much happened at all. Um, but this young gentleman from Blue Peter said, um, 
really enjoy you on the right stuff. In, in, implying he's seen me several times on the right stuff. He said, my favourite one was when someone was arguing and you just went, no. Bit like Michael Caine, that. No. It's not bad, Michael My favourite one was when someone was saying something, you just went, no. And I thought that takes a lot of confidence and um, and you really kind of knew where you were politically. Me, knowing where I was politically? And he said, yeah, I listen to your radio show from time to time. I, I think it's quite good. I think him right. OK, you think I'm Ian Dale, don't you? You think I'm Ian Dale because Ian Dale, I think, is on the right stuff quite a lot. And I can imagine I like Ian Dale a lot. He's, I've only met him once. Really nice bloke. Um, Slightly dodgy politics, but he's a really nice bloke. And I, enjoy, I enjoy him, his output. But I can imagine Ian Dale on the right stuff going, no, I can imagine him doing that. Um, so this poor chap thought I was Ian Dale. And here's the thing. Even at the age of 45, I couldn't say to him, do you think I'm Ian Dale? I couldn't say it. Or what radio station do you listen to to hear my show? I couldn't say it because I was embarrassed. Isn't that weird? I was embarrassed. It was him that had made the mistake, right? And I didn't particularly want to embarrass him, but it was me that was embarrassed. So instead of saying, have you got me confused with uh, Ian Dale, a man who has an oil painting of Margaret Thatcher above his dining table? That's a true story. Um, Instead of saying that, I just went, "Uh uh-huh, thanks. Thanks, man. Isn't that weird, the things that we do as human beings? So I guess this is almost leading into, uh, um, this is splitting now, like a, a flow chart. Is that what they call it, a flow chart? They call it a flow chart. If, if, do you like cheese? If, if yes, go this way. If no, go that way. Is that, that's a flow chart, isn't it? Um, so we're now, the opening point is now splitting into two different uh, questions. First question is, um, when have you, like, just gone along? Someone has obviously mistaken you for something or accused you of something or thinks you're somebody else or, or, or whatever. And instead of pointing out their mistake, instead of doing what I guess is the right thing, why was I, fe- why was I feeling embarrassed? There was no reason for me to feel embarrassed at all. That's proper nuts. There's no reason for me to feel embarrassed. Maybe he did think I was Ian Lee and th- maybe I had said no on the right stuff uh, at some point. Maybe I had said that. I don't know. So maybe he had got it right. But um, I, I was too embarrassed. So when, is, when have, uh, have you got somebody mixed up with someone else or vice versa? 0344 499 1000. And when have you just lied? When have you lied? When have you just lied? Just gone along with a lie because it's easier, isn't it? I really try now in my life, and it's difficult, right? It's really difficult. I try and be honest, as honest as I can. And i tell you why. Um, when I was a kid, I used to lie a lot. I used to lie a lot. And I remembered, I remembered something the other day. Um, uh, oh, Kath was telling me about one of her kids. I'm not breaking any confidence. One of her kids was, was, was kind of coming home late from school and was saying that the teacher had been asking her to stay behind. It was obviously one of those ill-thought-out lies that young people do. And Kath, you know, being a very clever and, and sassy mum, was like, 
okay, okay, just, you know, monitoring it, seeing how it goes along. And then after about a week or, or, or 10 days, went, well, do you know what? I think I'm going to have to have a word with the school about this. And, and the kid, of course, broke down. And went, no, 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 I was lying to you. I've been hanging out with my friends after school. That's pretty much. And covering a dead hedgehog, which is something we'll talk about because I don't quite know what that means. Um, but I was impressed. I was impressed that Kath's eldest, Biggin, I think is her name, um, fessed up. Fessed up. Um, and the logic is, mum says I'm going to go and, you know, get further evidence on this. you got to fess up. When I was a kid, I'd have carried on lying. I would have carried on lying until the very last minute. And even even if there was, like, video evidence of me doing it, I'd go, no, 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 that's not me. That's not me. I, I, I wasn't doing that at all. I was a terrible um, uh, liar as a kid. And I don't know where it comes from. I guess... I guess uh, it probably comes from my dad because my dad was just the 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 worst. When I say worst, I mean um, he was a great liar. Oh God, he was a, a, a almost Olympic standard. My old man Malcolm was a huge liar, but he was the worst in that everything he told was a lie. I seriously think my dad was was mentally ill. It's definitely an addict, probably a sex addict, probably an alcoholic. Um, and within those things, those addictions, lying kind of becomes second nature. So I think I picked up, even though I didn't know he was lying as a kid, I picked up the lying vibe from him from a very early age. As a kid, I, I just, you know, I remembered something the other day that I'd completely forgotten about, completely forgotten about that. Um, in my first year in middle school, so I would have been eight, we had this teacher that everyone had a crush on, Miss Tyrrell. Miss Tyrrell, wow. Where's Miss Tyrrell these days? Where's Mrs. Hammond? That's the question. Hey, that was the teacher. Wow, Mrs. Hammond. But anyway, so Miss Tyrrell, and it was coming up to Easter, so me... This girl, Sharon Spicer, what a great name, Sharon Spicer, and another girl who I can't remember, we decided that we were going to club together and we were going to buy Miss Tyrrell, like an Easter egg, right? So I remember I had this, I don't know why I'm telling you this story, I'm just telling you, I guess, because it's um, it's all filler and no killer. No, all killer, no filler, that's the right way around. So I had this mushroom-shaped money box. Remember, it had a red, like a toadstool, a red top, and it was transparent. And each day I would take it in, and me and Sharon and this other girl, we would kind of put money into this thing. And we were going to buy Miss Tyrrell um, like an Easter egg. But for some reason, for some reason, we kept it quiet from our parents. And I don't know why. There was obviously... There was, I don't know why, because it came from a good place. It wasn't like we were stealing money. And if I remember it correctly, I ended up, it's all coppers in there. I ended up putting most of the money in there. And one day, oh man, one day my mum said, I'll go and get your school bag. I was like, no, don't, because this thing was in there. She says, I'll go and get it. I was like, no, don't get it. And she got it. She said, your bag's really heavy here. And what's in here? Nothing. Can I have a look in there? No, there's nothing in there. I'm going to look in there. All right. And she pulled out this money box, all this money in. What's this? I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing a voice breaking. I was eight. So I was I was up there. There's no, there no teenage uh, warblings going on. I said, I don't know. What's 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 this? I don't know. 
What's this money? Dunno, dunno. How did it get there? Someone must have put it in my bag at school. Just the worst. And it ended up she went to the school and found out what it was and blah, 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 blah. Um, but the point I'm trying to say is I was I was just lying, just lying as a kid. And when I got older and started taking loads of drugs and booze, or even when I started taking a little bit of drugs and booze, just lying became my default setting. Just, just It was easier. To, well, it wasn't even easier to lie. You know, when I was using a lot of cocaine, just lying all the time, just lying. And it got, the lies got more fantastical. So those people closest to me, um, here's, here's a lie. This is, I'm going to tell you a really bad lie I told, right? This is a, this is an awful, this is an awful lie. Okay. Right. About 14, 15 years ago, before I'd met them, and I've met them a few times since, I had a lunch meeting booked in with Vic and Bob. A lunch meeting booked in with Vic and Bob. And the night before the lunch meeting with Vic and Bob, I've, I had a huge drug binge. Huge. Surprise. So much so that my girlfriend kicked me out of the flat that night and I went and stayed in a hotel around the corner and carried on the drug binge. And of course, when I got up in the morning at 10 o'clock in the morning, I was supposed to meet them at one. I was absolutely, um, I was trash. I was talking like that. And uh, do you know what? I, uh, th- that period, I could have turned up to Vic and Bob in that state and they would have embraced me like a brother, I'm sure. But instead, and this is awful, right? This is awful. I guess we're doing a show about lying, guys. I guess that's where the vibe is going. This is awful. I, I, I phoned up my then agent. This was about nine in the morning. And I was supposed to meet them at one. There's no way I could get and meet them. So I phoned up my agent, Melanie, and I said, Mel, I can't go and see Vic and Bob today. She said, why not? I said, oh, my best friend has been in a really bad car crash. This is true. My best friend has been in a really bad car crash. And I don't think he's going to, I don't know if he's going to pull through. So I kind of need to be there. That's what I said. And she went, oh, no, that's terrible. All right, well, best of luck. What, where did that come from, man? Where did I couldn't phone up and say, do you know what? I'm, I've taken way too many drugs and I'm in a bad way. I can't go and see them today. By the way, is there any chance you could give me a number of someone I could call? Because Mel would have been able to. Mel worked with a lot of people that, you know, in that situation. Couldn't do it. So just told this massive lie. So that's where uh, my line kind of went to. And so now, in recovery, I really try... And be honest. I really try and be honest. Not to the point of rudeness. You know, I'm not going to say, uh, hey, yeah, that dress makes you look um, fat and ugly. You know, not to the point of rudeness. But if someone asks me something, I know where we're going with the show tonight. I was thinking about this earlier and this actually ties in. Right. I know exactly where we're going with the show tonight. Um, if someone asks me something, I try and tell the truth to the best of my ability and I've, I've really instilled that in my kids and Catherine has obviously instilled that in her kids my boys know that if they have done something bad they will be in significantly less trouble if they tell me the bad thing they've done if I have to go off and ask other people and speak to other people and find out about it a third hand they will not only be in trouble for the thing they've done but they'll be in trouble for lying and probably be in slightly more trouble for lying than for the thing that they've done so my kids are great uh brushing it off no i didn't do it no i didn't do it no i didn't fourth fourth time they'll generally go yeah i did it i did it maybe maybe sometimes the second and the third time yeah i did it 
And I go, great, all right. And I'm, I'm so pleased you've, you've told me that you've, uh, you've done it. Um, and, and so the punishment is significantly less. Um, so anyway, so me pretending to be Ian Dale just to appease this guy felt, I came away feeling bad. I came away feeling that I had lied. So here's where we're going with the show tonight. And this may be a show that we live to regret, Catherine. Not as much as the Ofcom one, but we live to regret. So there's three things. First of all, uh, uh, have you ever mistaken somebody? These are the first two of the usual kind of phone-in things. Have you ever mistaken someone for someone else or someone mistaken you for someone else? 0344 499 Your lying stories, big, small, uh, some as big as your head, anything goes, 0344 499 And here's what we're going to do that is going to be, um, uh, that may not work, but it's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, I'm going to be... I'm going to be completely honest tonight. I am going to be completely honest tonight. You can say anything. You can ask anything. If anything is too personal, I reserve the right. I'm not going to give you my phone number. I did that once. Did that one. I gave my phone number out on it. Not on it, but I gave it to him. Anyway, I'm not going to give you my phone number. And if anything is too personal then I will honestly say, you know, thank you for that, but I, I, I'm not comfortable ans- answering that. Um, I'm not going to say anything that could del- could upset people significantly, significantly. Uh, I don't know where anyone topping themselves because of something I say, but I, you have my word, dear listener, that tonight I'm going to be honest I mean, I'm pretty honest anyway, but what I'm saying is you can ask me kind of anything you want uh, or or, or you can open a discussion about kind of anything you want and you will get my completely 100% honest answer. Does that sound like a deal? Does that sound like something we could do tonight? I think we could possibly make this work. 03444991000. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. <laughs> Can I? So we're doing an honesty show, okay? Um, I've been getting some strange messages from people recently, and I don't really want to. I'm not going to name any names. Can I read you a message? That I've just had on Facebook. Can I read? It's quite long. And people wonder why I retreat from Twitter and things. This is from... um, Okay, this is from someone. Who claims to be a primary teacher from Scotland. You are a top-nosh winker. Top-nosh winker. Ian, aren't you? I've tweeted you several times over the past six weeks. This isn't... Who we've been talking about, Catherine? This is someone else. You haven't replied to one. I've been a fan of yours for 27 years. Hang on a minute. The 11 o'clock show is 20 years old. So what, you were a fan of me at university? And I followed you on the road and everything. But this time it's went too far. I even went to the recording of The Chase and your security guard said no one is getting to see Ian. I even sent you fan mail in 2004, 2005, 2006 without a reply. Are you going to give me back the costs of my time and stamps? 
Since you've been in the jungle, I've seen a new and utter horrible side of you, Ian, and I'm now ashamed to say that I'm a fan of yours. Please, Ian, it's very embarrassing for you to contact your number one fan. Well, that's it then, Ian. 27 years down the drain, all because if your attitude to me. Yes, Ian, I'm a good guy. I remember in 2002 when I came to see you and Kate Lawler. That was a laugh. Anyway, you probably won't read this anyway, but I still love you and I'll be watching your show tonight. You are a good guy, Ian, and I respect the work you do. No one understands you better than me, Ian. I feel dirty and alone sometimes. My life conduct my life conducts are you and Tim Vine, my two biggest celeb crushes. Tim Vine might be a mug, but I thought you were different. But you are a sad little man, just like Tim is. Anyway, I'm going to watch the show. Take care. Oh, God. Oh, God. And people wonder why I am... (laughs) Why I'm backing away from Twitter. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. um, Well, I don't know. I don't want to be too honest about that guy because he's obviously a fruitcake and I I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bully anyone, but... um, uh, uh, that is, um, that is, uh, that is nuts, isn't it? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. So tonight we are having a look. Oh, and I've got, I've got, um, Sally's done a, 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 a one of those gifs where it's, um, Wolf, it looks like Wolverine saying, pay attention to me. I've got a few of those going on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right? If I don't reply to you on Twitter, if I don't like your tweets, you might be muted or I might just not be replying to you because I, I don't want to. That's fine. That's totally my choice if that's what I want to do. Um, if I don't reply to your emails, uh, that's fine. That is because I, I hardly reply to anyone. Certainly not on Twitter. Hardly reply to anyone. Um, if I don't reply to your emails, that's fine. I get so many emails that I can't reply to everyone. Particularly, I find if people are emailing me about their mental health, I find it so draining. I read them all. I read every single one. I read every single Facebook message I am sent. I try and read as many of the Facebook comments on my page as I can. But I can't reply to them. I haven't got the the time, the skill, the wherewithal. I can't reply, particularly to, to people who are suicidal. I can't reply to those people. I don't know what to say. I don't want to say the wrong thing um so i can't i can't do that and also it's my choice not to do that if you email me and i ask you not to email me again i'd kind of like you to respect that um because the fact that i've asked you to to stop emailing me and you continue that then kind of becomes harassment you know um so i you know if if i do say could you stop emailing i'd really like it if you stopped you know, otherwise I've got to start another file of emails that I then have to possibly send on to, to the police. It's a weird old world that we're living in. It's a weird world um, where. All right. Here's the thing. Me and Kath do this show. I do this show. Kath does this show with me sometimes. Kath will be doing this show on her own next week. Wow. You're in for a treat. Um, and we 
give... Oh, let me talk about me. I can't... She can talk for herself later. I give more of myself in terms of my approachability online, my online presence, and my approachability on this show. This show is basically a three-hour improvised comic tragedy every night. There's 15 hours of improvised material. You know we don't, we don't really plan much, if any, of the show. I didn't know we were going to talk about lying today. That just kind of came out. Um, it is a three hour, 15 hours a week of improvised comedy and tragedy and, you know, hit and miss. Um, but I certainly believe I give more of myself on air than any other presenter. Any other presenter. If you can name a radio presenter who reveals more of themselves, I'd love to know because I'd love to listen. Okay. Um, and I think part of the problem is that sometimes people think because I talk about my marriage breaking down and I talk about my mental health and I talk about my drug use and I talk about what video games I'm playing and I talk about me buying a house. I think some people struggle to to see the fact that this is a performance. This is a heightened version of me. What I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is we ain't friends we ain't friends. There are a couple of you that I've actually become friends with. I would say I'm friends with Dan and I'd say I'm friends with Dredge. There's a strong chance I might become friends with Billy Hayes at some point. Um, but those are the exceptional cases. We ain't friends. And and that is, um, uh, I think that is perhaps hard for some of you to accept um anyway i don't know what i'm trying to say with that tonight's show is about lying honesty dishonesty uh getting people mixed up with other people i'm going to be completely honest um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand gerard dean angela stay there come to you after this the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio the um gentleman who sent me that facebook message is listening by the way um very, very funny, Ian Lee. I listened to your comment on the radio. Why are you so weird? I've given him the phone number. Ian, know you know I'm your number one fan, mate. All right, Malcolm, give us a call. Give us a call and we'll discuss it on air. This, this isn't a I read out your uh, Facebook messages show. So give us a call or um, I'll block you. As <laughs> simple as that. Gerard! Ian, Gerard. how's it going, buddy? Good show. Thank you, mate. Excellent, excellent, buddy. Hey, a couple of topics. Hey, firstly, the mistaken identity, and yes. we'll talk about the lies. Yes, go on. Strangely enough, hey, that happened to me today. I was in the, one of the stores in these B&M shops, home bargain type shops, yes. right? And there was at the till, and there was getting cans of juice and sweets or some balance, you know? Yeah. And there was a girl standing next to me in the queue, and I went, you're the girl that cut my hair in Kirk and Tuller about a year ago, and she went, <laughs> No, I'm no. And there was utter silence in between myself, the last day to check out, and the last day that I'd sort of given a mistake identity, like, you know. And I just felt, please, hurry, take my money for me. Oh, God. And walk out the store. It was very, in fact, you know, it was slightly embarrassing, a bit embarrassing more for me. So was than there was no. The Gerard, was there no, she, um, was there no kind of. Did, did, were you not able to laugh it, laugh it off? I, I know Ian, right? Because it was, I think it was her reaction to saying she just said no, it wasn't me. And I mean, <laughs> shit. Right. I mean, sorry for saying that word, like saying right. right. Um, and, and I went like, ah, I said to myself, I went, hurry up, please take that oh, five oh, off me. Yeah, you just wanted to get, get out of there. 
it was murder even. But then I didn't get it wrong. It was uh, five, ten minutes later when I was driving away in the workplace, I sort of laughed off, like, yeah. you know. But it was just her reaction, Ian. It was plain... No, no you got it wrong. Here's the thing: I have I've got facial facial dyslexia, Jarrah, so I, I don't remember faces um, a, a, at all. But occasionally I'll see someone, I think I I, I know them, but I can't aye, I aye. can't do that approaching. I'll let them approach me, but I can't do that approaching because I I know I'd, I'd be like you, I'd get it completely wrong. Well, I've done I've done the approaching in like you know, it was just a quick reaction. I looked at my wallet, I looked at the. What the, the the lady said at the token that'll be four pound fifty five or some alley skin. Gave her the five or like, and then I looked in that last like, you know. So but honest to God, it was it was it was embarrassing to such, but it was it was it was a bit of fun, put it that way, like, you know, okay. Brilliant. Secondly, saying that in the line, right, the line and that that's that's that comes hand in hand with the the partaking of a you know what you were talking about in the yeah, past that yeah, yeah. have done about that age and I've been through the the rave scene, I went through the, the dance scene. So I've been there, just like yourself, Ian, like, you know. And I think, Ian, it's denial. I think that's what brings the lies on, Ian, the denial, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is, buddy, like. Can I, obviously, I heard the scene you're speaking to, you were, you were supposed to have that meeting with Vic and Bob, and you spoke to your agent, like, can it automatically, your instant uh, answer to your, uh, to your agent was... Straight away, first was thought that. was always a lie. And even now, with a bit of clean time under my belt, I will, if I'm feeling tired, my first thought, will be to lie and i really have to counter it in fact recently i've done that i've I've lied to people not massively like um i said oh well, the reason i couldn't uh, come to your thing was um i was out with some friends and i've walked All away right. and felt bad about it i've gone back and said do you know what i'm gonna grasp myself up it wasn't that i just had an early night i was really tired and i had an early night and i'm sorry that i lied to you so um yeah there's this it's still I I think, again, the first and foremost, I think it's about denial, but there's also that concept of what they call a theory of mind. Yeah. It's a psychological, you probably know about it yourself, like you see, you know, but it's, 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 a, it's a sort of defence mechanism, like, you know, so you've got all these different activities and these kind of theories and concepts going into your mind, like, but first and foremost, I think it's a denial that makes you lie, you know, yeah. especially if you've been partaking and oh, you know what, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, saying, like, you know, it's a denial to yourself yeah. first and denial to the, the people around the beta, like, see, and can't, so... But anyway, so that's the two topics I want to speak about. Anyway, but as I see that the day, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. That's what I could see. It was just the, the, the girl's reaction. No, it wasn't me, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dear, can't I wish I, I had the, 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 well, maybe she was, she was worried that if she'd have just said, oh, yes, that you'd have asked her to, for a little haircut there and then. <laughs> I, I, maybe, I, I don't know. But strangely enough, right, yeah. she had a can of hairspray in her hand, so I don't know if it was that reaction to <laughs> looking at the hairspray. <laughs> Right, and she, honest, Ian, she looked to double in the girl that cut my hair. Oh, as I say, I stayed still in Ben. I was, I was uh, working through Glasgow. Yeah. And Kirk and Tillis was the nearest place on the way back home uh, to Stirling Lights. And I was eating my haircut at the time, like you see, you know. So I stopped at this uh, salon. Yeah. And I was honest, the, the day when I seen this girl at Dean, I was, I was adamant that, uh, that, that was, that was the last thing come here, but obviously it wasn't like, you know. Okay? Gerard, but Gerard, anyway, yeah. Thank you, mate. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Dean. Evening, Dean. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you, Dean. I'm all right, thank you. Excellent. Um, I've got some questions for you, which I'm hoping you'll answer honestly. Okay, I will. I will answer anything honestly, unless it's too personal or it will cause people significant discomfort. But let's do it. Okay. Um, It's actually about. um, Well, first of all. Is there such a thing as telepathy in your experience? Well, hang on a minute. That's not... That, well, 
that's not something I can answer honestly. I can give you my opinion. I can give you my honest opinion, but I don't know. It's not like, you know, I know I've worked for my Zionist paymasters, but it's not as if I've got, um, you know, a booklet detailing all of the true psychic phenomenon that we, we have to keep secret. Is telepathy real? No. Okay. Um, what about, are you aware of any individual or individuals in the world? Hello? Hello, I'm listening. All right, that have that been having films made about them, like The Truman Show. Is The Truman Show reality? Is there such a thing as The Truman Show? I, I have it on DVD, so yes, The Truman Show exists. <laughs> it's a great film. Is it about anyone in... Is it, about, is it real? Is it real? Oh, uh, here's the thing. I've got to answer honestly, right? I have to answer honestly. So yes. I, I, I do, don't I? Well, yes. before I answer it honestly, who do you think The Truman Show is about? I think it's about me. Gosh. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, um, that's a statement that's got us all a little bit shocked, Dean. Why, why, do, you think it's about, why do you think it's about you, mate? Uh, because there's too many coincidences in my life. Um, just... Go on, give me, give me an example. Too many things happen. Like what? Tell me too one thing. Things... Tell me one thing that's happened that, 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 that implies that... So what you, what do you, hang on. Do you think that the Jim Carrey movie is based on your life or do you think that you are now constantly being filmed and it's being broadcast somewhere? I think that I think I'm constantly being filmed oh, and it's broadcast somewhere. Oh, mate! Gil, go uh, on. Give us an example of of, of a coincidence that, that makes you think you're being filmed. Um, let me try and think of one. There's quite a few, but it's hard to think of one off the top of my head. Mm. I know you always say that to people. No. You go, you can never think of anything. Uh, but, um, no, but I'm not going to give you a hard time if you can't think of any, Dean. Right. Okay. When did you? Um, when did you come to this realization that perhaps you, that perhaps well when did you come to this realization that, that that you think you're being filmed about 10 years ago yeah and um well it, is it happening go on just tell me no it's not happening Dean. oh isn't it no mate right okay then i've got news for you because it is a bloody matrix we're in that's the another explanation. What that we're in? The, say that again. That we're in the Matrix. Yes. Oh, Dean. Yes, because there's so many coincidences. I've narrowed it down to either the Truman Show or the Matrix. Why couldn't you narrow it down to something brilliant like Enter the Dragon or um, the Emoji <laughs> Movie? Why has it got to be those two dark films for crying out loud? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you want, I right, don't know why, Dean? It's an honest show. Do you want me to be completely honest with you? Yes. Right, I'm really worried about you, brother. Ah. Because we're we're not we're not living in a Truman show. You're not being filmed. It's very very unlikely that you're being filmed. There are mm-hmm. some there is a small school of thought that buys into a matrix theory and you know what that's a philosophical discussion for perhaps another time. Um but no, you're you are a human being living wherever it is in London that you're living. You're called Dean and um with the greatest of respect to you 
no one's interested in you, just like no one's interested in me outside of this show. No one's interested in Sam. No one's interested in Kath. No one's interested in Angela or Alan who are lined up to come on. No one, apart from the people around you and the people who love you and the people who are close to you, are interested. They're not. You're not being watched. You're not being monitored. You're not being transmitted anywhere. Everything that happens to you is life. And whether that's God, whether it's bad luck, whether it's karma, whatever, I don't know. But it's life, man. And um, I am being, in the spirit of honesty, I am worried that you are, um, that you're not very well. Okay, I'll just finish on something else then. All right, David. Because Because there's this, oh, another bit of evidence I've got. Okay. This isn't just happening to me. Yeah. Have you seen a film called The Wolf of Wall Street? I haven't seen it because I think there are some scenes of excessive drug use in there, and I don't like watching films with excessive drug use. Oh right, yes, there are. There's plenty of that. In okay, it. okay, but no, go on. Tell me, tell me what what happens in there that that makes you think this theory is true. Well, his life is full of too many coincidences as well. Yeah. For example. His life is action packed and like some sort of thrill roller coaster. Like a movie. I know it is a film. Yeah. And he's written his autobiography, but he's got lots of things happen to him. And um, there's one point where he's he's the disasters are in my life. My disasters seem to pile one on top of the other. But some but Dean, but, Dean, that's life, man. Unfortunately, that's yeah, life. I'm, I'm, I know, I know, I know, but um, in his life as well, his disaster pile on top of him. But there's one scene where he's in his boat. He's he's got this giant boat. Yeah. This giant sort of like super yacht thing. Yeah. And he's he's having to go to some other country to um to sort out some some money situation. He's being he's being he's being uh, investigated by the FBI, and he's wanting to hide some money. So it goes to this other country, but on the way there, his boat gets in trouble and it starts listing and it starts sinking. Yeah. And he gets rescued by this, by the Italian Navy, which is extraordinary in itself. He's getting rescued yeah. from his super yacht. But how does this, but hang on a second. So, but, 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 yeah. Well, because what, because of what happens next. Yeah. Because he's looking out this porthole. Yeah. In the Italian Navy ship. Yeah. And he sees a plane flying over. Yeah. And it explodes. Right. But that's a film. I, I, I think it is based on someone's <laughs> life. I don't know how accurate it is. Quite often in films that are based on people's lives, they compress stuff, they add stuff, they take stuff out. So, it, But but it's it's a film, man. And your life is your life, Dean. Are you... Yeah. Are you, see, are you, have, you have you spoken to... You've got a great laugh, by the way, brother. Have you, oh, have you spoken to a doctor about this? I'm not going to discuss that sort of thing. It's your okay. turn for honesty, not mine. So. Okay, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But okay, but as long as I, 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 I take from that answer that perhaps you have, and that's great. As long as you're not on your own with these <laughs> thoughts, because uh, you've got me concerned. Okay, well, there's no, be, no need to be concerned. Right. I'm okay. In that case, I won't be. Dean, give us a call again, won't you, mate? Okay, thanks a lot, Ian. Thank you, fella. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Um, wow. There we go. The, 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 uh, well, the experiment's working, Catherine. Good work. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's a lying show. It's an honesty show. A dishonesty show. Your um, uh, stories of mistaken identity. You can have thought someone was. I tell you what, I used to get a lot when I first started on telly. Was it doesn't happen so much now. Um, people would start talking to me at bus stops and in shops. Um, 
thinking that we'd gone to school together. And it was this thing that they knew they recognised me from somewhere and their brain kind of made the connection. You vaguely remember them, it must be school. And they would say, you went to such and such school, didn't you know? And they'd recognise me from the telly. But if you've ever started speaking to someone and it turns out they were famous, all of that stuff, 0344 499 1000. You're lying stories, please. And also tonight, I'm going to be honest, you can ask me anything and I will do my best to give you an honest answer. The um, the gentleman on Facebook has messaged me again. And, um, uh, wowzers. Um, I'll, I'll read it after this. Moonlit musings from mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Um... So this guy's been messaging me on on, on uh, Facebook, and uh, I've said, call in or I'm going to block you, mate. Please, mate, don't block me. I really like you, Ian. It's a guy. I'm sorry. It was me that sent you those takeaways and made those fake Twitter accounts. My Christian soul will forgive you for your sins. I'm going to go now, but don't be scared. I still love you. You will hear from me on the 2nd of September in Glasgow. Love you. Take care, my darling. Malcolm, you ain't coming into our show in Glasgow, okay? You're not coming because those Twitter accounts and that takeaway food was a nightmare for us. So you're not coming into the show. I'll make sure you don't get into the show. I'm blocking you on here. Um, Dude, you're the reason. People like you are the reason that I... um, No, he's not going to call. He's not going to call. He lives in Scotland. People like you are the reason I'm backing away from Twitter and backing away from Facebook because I can't deal with that. So I am going to block messages. There we go. Gone. Man alive, people. Um, Let's go to Angela. Good evening, Angela. Hi, good evening, you're right. Good evening, Angela. Did you, did, did you have a nice day? I had a lovely day. I went and saw the house that I'm buying. Oh, cool. Yeah, I went and saw and it, and, and I'm buying a piano off the lady that lives there. I'm buying a piano and a wardrobe and a table off her. So it was lovely. Oh, that'll be nice, That'll be nice, because I've got no furniture. Because I'm I'm living in a room, I've got no furniture. I'm not going to take any furniture from the marital home. That would be totally inappropriate. So I'm I'm going to be moving into a nice house without any furniture. So so I've, I've now got a table, a dining table, a wardrobe, and um uh, uh what else? I want a bed, a single bed for the, yes. So that's it. Oh, you could get a double for yourself. Oh, listen to you! You wouldn't you like to? Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. You dirty mare. Yes, I am, Angela, and I want you to come and soil it with me. Okay. Yeah, no let's soil it. <laughs> soil makes it sound. Um, no. Okay. Yeah, no, I will do eventually. But yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a single bed in the spare room which I, I've asked her to to if I can have, and I will um um I will be soiling it. <laughs> I do deserve to soil a Any, bed. Anyway, I'll just ask you a question. Yeah. Um, I was thinking today, do you ever wonder why certain people get a hard time of it? For example, who do you, who, what, what do you mean by certain people in a hard time? Like, you try and change things, and then every time you try and change things, it, it, it comes back at you and that, yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? I don't. I do, do you know what, Angela? I'm wearing my honesty hat here. I don't quite know what you mean. Are you talking but, about yourself having a hard time? Yeah, I think I've had a hard time since um, I was eight years old. <laughs> Gosh, that's life. Um, are you, mm. You're not going back to what Dean was saying. You don't think you're in like the Truman Show or, or, or something, um, do you? Um, no, not for it like that. I think it's because of when my mum passed away at a very early age. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it affected me quite deeply. Yes, it would do, yeah. Um, um, my other mum, she, 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 she adored me, but she had a few health issues. Yeah. And um, my granddad died of cancer when, when I was 13. Um, and, then, and then life didn't. Going my way. No, but you're asking this as though um, it's, it, it sounds to me like you're thinking there's some sort of cosmic conspiracy against you. I feel like that sometimes, yeah. Do, do, do you honestly feel like that? That, that? What, like God or the gods or the universe is, is, is um, deliberately trying to make your life miserable? Well, yeah, because mm. I, I try to... I try to change it, and I I try to change everything and stop certain cycles, and then they come back to yeah. kind of haunt you. And I think, oh, I go, okay, why me? <laughs> and I feel like as if someone's like on my case, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry you yeah. feel like that. That's um. That sounds lousy. I think so much of life is down to luck. So much mm. of it is luck, and and um, I guess some people, I, you know, some people get more bad luck than others. Perhaps I, I wouldn't think it was necessarily, you know, Zeus or the the Mother Earth, Mother Nature, or whatever. Could, you know, going right. Let's let's make let's see what we can do to make Angela's life as crappy as possible. I think it's just <laughs> bad luck, and and possibly possibly you are conditioned in a way that I might be conditioned in as well, where we see more negative than we do positive. Yeah. Because there must have been positive things that have happened to you. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've travelled Europe on my own, and I, and I did like... Um, I liked Switzerland. I've travelled Germany four times on my own, and yep. I've been on a cruise on my own. They're, they're, I missed it. I did like Europe on my... I liked Europe, because I felt... I felt more comfortable in Europe because um, they don't look at you a weirdo like they do here. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't mind people looking at me. Switzerland's good for your health as well. Is it all the all the fresh alpine air? Yeah, and um, very good. Okay, all right, Angela. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you feel like that, and I hope things pick mm. up for you. Um, yeah, I'll come and see you in your big house anyway. Yeah, all right, we're going to soil them sheets, baby, Angie, baby. Angie, baby, I don't think people are quite understanding what I mean when I say you can ask me anything, I'll be honest about it. I mean, you're kind of asking me sort of vague questions that I don't, you know, vague, well, no, 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 vague. you're asking me very specific spiritual questions that I don't have a definitive answer to. Um, you, I mean, what, what I mean, I'm happy to do this because boy, oh boy, haven't we just had a couple of fascinating calls um, but I was kind of thinking more, um, you phoning up and asking what I thought about certain callers or what, um, I thought about people I'd worked with and, or stuff like that. That's sort of what I meant by, by, um, honesty. Um, but, 
you know, asking me a slightly um, esoteric, spiritual, vague question, like, do you think some people, uh, you know, have worse lives than others? I mean, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. But that was a good question, Angel. I'm not having a pop. I'm just, um, I'm just amazed, as always, by the breadth of um, uh, of uh, subjects we get when people phone in. Good evening, Alan. Evening, Ma. Hello, Alan. What you got for us? First of all, I want to apologise for last night bearing the bad news to you. Well, yeah, somehow Jeremy Vine has got his hands on that video clip and he's tweeted it and it's, it's starting to go viral. So thanks a lot. Thanks to you. Thanks to Jeremy. Uh, yeah, cheers. So there's a clip. That video clip is now doing the rounds on the internet. Well, Jeremy Vine, Jeremy Vine wrote, this is, Jeremy Vine wrote, this is, well, Jeremy Vine tweeted it and wrote, this is bloody hilarious. So thanks, Jeremy. Big, big thanks, Jeremy Vine. Unbelievable. What a guy. What a guy. Anyway, don't matter, Alan. Onwards and upwards. What you got? I've got a couple of questions here. I want you to be honest. Okay. You know, when you phoned in late night quiz shows. Yes. What made you come up with, is it Ghostbusters 2? Um. I, all right, so what happened, there used to be these late, late night quiz shows on, on sort of satellite channels and you could phone up £1.50 a pop and like one call out of every 50, you'd get onto the TV show and you'd have to answer a silly question, uh, which was almost impossible. And I would always say, is it Ghostbusters 2? Some of them are on YouTube. And honestly, Alan, I can't remember why. I don't know if, if it was something that was said on the radio show I was doing or if it was a joke I had with my friends. I don't remember, but I just remember it feeling funny to me. So I, I honestly don't remember. Yeah, because Chris Mod heard you do it and he'd done it himself. Yeah, he'd, well, he well, he wasn't doing... Is it Ghostbusters 2, though, was he? No, he no. was put on silly voices. Yeah, he, his wasn't, wasn't as funny as mine. Alan, we'll get your second question in a second after the news. And we've also got Gary and we've got uh, Stephen. 0344 499 It's a show about lies, about mistaken identities uh, and about me being completely honest with you. You can ask me anything you want. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Step inside love. Let me find you a place. Where all the cares of the day will be carried away by the smile on your face. We are together now and forever. Come what may, step inside love and stay. Step inside love, step inside love, step inside love. I want you to stay. You look tired, love. Let me turn. Thank you. 
not be apart and I'll miss you till then we'll be together now and forever come what may song. And Paul McCartney wrote that. Some tune, man. We've got um, the, the guys behind the Take It Away Paul McCartney podcast coming on tomorrow at midnight. Um, it's a really geeky, interesting podcast. I love it. I'm devouring it, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm playing versions of Step Inside Love tonight, because I was reminded what a star. Got a great version for midnight, the demo with just Paul on guitar and Scylla singing. Oh, man. Have you heard it, Catherine? The, the demo version. It's incredible. Um, so they're coming on tomorrow. Um, and we will have a geeky chat about Paul McCartney and um, probably spend way too much time discussing the movie Give My Regards to Broad Street. But, but, but we'll also um, we'll also be talking equally about making a podcast and getting off your ass and do and having an idea, hooking up with a friend. I think they do it in different towns as well. I think one is somewhere in California and one's in Chicago. I could be wrong. And they kind of link up online and record this show. They spend, a, I mean, they are um, really competent producers as well. Sorry, I've had a coffee and I've got Windy Pops. They are really competent producers and they put a lot of time and effort into... Um, into this podcast and they sound great um but you you if you want to do one you don't have to sound as great you don't have to put in as much work as they do but i'm i'm really really kath and i'm really getting into the idea of getting on um podcasters but podcasters that we really like and i don't listen to many so i'm going to start listening to a few more um because i think it's interesting that this thing we've talked about a lot this homebrew thing that you know which is kind of partly what we were trying to, to achieve by doing the rabbit hole tv show uh the other day what we've tried to achieve with the rabbit hole podcast that you can make anything now you can make a radio show and you can make a television show you got I mean, you can make movies um that are broadcast quality if you want them to be or are lo-fi quality if you want them to be um th- there's lots you can do and you can do it really really cheaply you've got a half decent computer you know a, a camera for 80 quid or, or a digital audio recorder for 80 quid, 100 quid, you can make stuff that um, that is broadcastable, that you can put online and we'll, we'll hopefully get an audience. So I'm really keen to investigate that a bit further, why people do it, how they do it, what they hope to achieve from it. Um, and it's one of the good things about the Internet is that everybody is kind of equal in terms of what they can produce. You're not equal in terms of the audience you're going to generate. You know, there's a strong chance that I'm going to get a bigger audience than you because I ate a pig's vagina. That's kind of how it works. Um, but if you've got something good and it catches the internet wind, um, then that's going to happen. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, Alan, you had a second honest question. Yeah. Before you started work at Talk Radio, what was your favourite radio station to work at? LBC. 
LBC. LBC, without a shadow of a doubt. But th- th- and, and this, um, we're being completely honest. I'm if you just tuned in. I'm being honest tonight and answering all of your questions honestly. This is genuinely my favourite radio station and the best job because I've got a great team with Sam and with Catherine, and I've got the freedom like I I, I only ever had at LBC. But LBC was exciting because. Um, I was I was a lot closer involved with the other presenters, so I was working very closely with Clive Bull, who I've, I've been a huge fan of for years, and I didn't know what the rules were, Alan. I didn't know what the rules were. So each day, me and my producer, Agent Chris, would go in and go, well, what can we do to wind him up today? And we didn't know what the rules were, and sometimes we got it wrong, quite often we got it wrong, but we would just go in and make stuff up, and... and it- and it was it was a thrill. It was a gas, man. My favourite job. Leaving there broke my heart, man. And you pioneered your course straight to air as well? No, I didn't pioneer it. We nicked it from... Clive Bull had done it before with Bob's Tea Break and Tommy Boyd had done it with the Human Zoo and people... That other, I think Robbie Vincent had done it at some point. You know, it, it was it, all these ideas. No, no, There's no such thing as an original idea. Uh-huh. And then you ventured into music with Absolute and Virgin. Yes, there we go. This is, is um, And that's this... where we met. So that's why I met you for the first time. Was that Absolute? When it was Virgin Radio. Was it? I don't remember. I remember the old number. Oh, double three, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. Well, there you go, Alan. That's that's an old... Uh, here we go. The old phone number, if you can remember. What's the phone number for Swap Shop? Hang on. 0181. Something, 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 1066, wasn't it? What was the phone number for Swap Shop? Oh, oh, one. It's oh, one. Eight, seven, one. Eight, oh, five, five. That was the number for Swap Shop. Oh, one. Eight, seven, one. Eight, oh, five, five. I've got to Google that to make sure I've got that right. Hang on. Oh, one. Eight, seven, one. Eight, oh, five, five. Have I got that right? Um, Swap Shop. No, no, it was wrong. 018118055. I was just a little bit, a little bit out. Catherine's got the going live number. 018118118181. I remember the phone number to my, uh, the first house I lived in. Let me see if I can remember it. Should we give it a call? Should we give my first phone number a call? Let's see. Let's see. 75. Three. The number still won't exist, will it? Let's see. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay, well, there you go. That, that, that's, that, in many ways, that's a great relief. Let us go to John. Good evening, John. Hi, Ian. You okay? Catherine's remembered 0898 50 50 50. 0898 50 50 50. Yeah. I'm good, John. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um... I wanted to come on tonight because, um, well, it's the honesty thing, and I want to apologise for um, being one of those muppets that uh, emails you um, emails that you really could do without. Um, and yeah, because it's an honesty show yep. tonight. Um, I wanted to um, apologise for uh, being one of those morons um but also um to kind of maybe understand from your point of view um because with me i thought i was probably the only one that behaved in the way that i was behaving in terms of thinking that you were actually quite approachable um you know away from the show and stuff 
but um, it's it turns out that you're um, you, you have quite a few people with the same kind of um, aspirations to be able to contact you all the time. So that, would that um, be a fair comment or? Okay, this is making okay. It's, it's the honesty show. Um, this is making me feel very, very uncomfortable because you. you... No, no, no. It's fine, man. Honestly, I, I, I totally get it. I, well, no, you, well, don't, I, you, don't, concerned... you don't. You don't. You don't. Oh, go you on, don't. go on. Right. Um, being honest, I'm saying this is making me feel very, very uncomfortable because uh, uh, you, you have been uh, emailing me and. I thought you took it too far a couple of days ago, so I've asked you to stop emailing me. Yeah. You, you didn't stop emailing me. Um, yeah. I'm also aware that you are you're not particularly well, so I don't want to do anything that's going to, um, you know, I, I don't want to do anything that's going to upset you. Um, I, but... I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I, I had a wobble last week. Um, I was trying to come off of a medication that was making me really irritable Um and yeah, I emailed you when I shouldn't have done, and um, you know, um, it was unfair um, the way that I emailed you, and I, I, I do apologise for that. And I'm just upset that I've, um, you know, made myself come across that way. Um, and yeah, I, I wanted your point of view from. Um, okay. How do you handle that kind of? crap to be fair i i i I, okay my point of view is i uh, uh, um i ignore 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 then when someone crosses the line Mm. for a second time i block them on twitter and i ask them to stop emailing me which is what i did did with you yeah yeah you've you've had my point of view yeah okay um well i'm not somebody that's going to take offense or take it too personally although i've come across as um but being, the, i would suggest that the fact that you've emailed me twice today despite me asking you not to email me yeah and then phoned up uh suggests yeah. that perhaps you are taking it too personally no I, I, I phoned up tonight to make it um public to try and show well, how public that. do you want to make it you know i mean where do you want to go with this publicly no i i it's because you know there's stuff because you know there's stuff that i can't say publicly yeah 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 no no i i I appreciate that but um i know a lot of people take you the wrong way here's the thing when some when someone does what you did um i i have a duty to protect my um my listeners and particularly my female listeners yeah yeah so that that that's yeah because obviously um that was um, what I wanted to go back to, because um, that was um, there was issues that um, I had by being a complete moron um, on Twitter to female followers. Um, uh, was it a couple of years ago? Was it that far? Do you want, um, do you want me to say what you did? Because I feel do that it, by do just it, man, do it. Right, well, you sent you sent dick pics to my listeners, yeah. yeah. And I know that several people, idiot. several well, yeah, but. Um, I had several people get in touch with me, and I know Catherine had people get in touch with her. Yeah. Pointing this out, man, and um, uh, that's that's not on. That's simply not no, on. I and know. maybe I should have blocked you then. I don't know. I did. I was well, unsure what to do, and maybe I should have blocked you then. Ian, you did. You you and Catherine did. Um, I came off Twitter. Um, I was really, really, really ashamed, and still am to this day, of my behaviour then. Um, 
and it 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 broke kind of the um it it, it broke the the what do you call it the magic in terms of the show there is me. no magic there is no magic i now i feel like john lennon there's a wonderful footage of john <laughs> lennon um when he still lived in ascot and um a guy who's been tripping for like three days in a row kind of and camping in his grounds kind of approaches him and says i just I just, you know, I think I just think you're God. And John Lennon says, listen, I ain't God. And, and this guy starts quoting lyrics that he's written. And he's going, you wrote that for me. And he said, dude, that's one of Paul's songs. Come in. I'll make you, I'll, I'll make you some eggs. I'm just a bloke. It's all a show. This is just yeah. a show, man. This is just a show. And and you, you have misunderstood the show. You have misunderstood me. We are not friends. I, yeah, I um, know. And uh, we are not friends. But I, I, I want to be able to say to you, um, I want to remove myself from um, one of those people that constantly emails you. I will not email you again. It, it, it's been a bit of a reset for me uh, to take stock and take look of what how I've been behaving. And I've got, um, you know, things that, uh, you know, I, I go to see a doctor and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's the first time that I've ever spoken to you about the incidences with the female listeners and i know um hopefully all of them are listening and i would like to publicly apologize for sending pictures of my genitalia to people that haven't asked for it well that's outrageous it's disgusting that's right hey listen that's great you've apologized um it's not you know I, i i didn't get the pictures so it's not for me it, that's up to them. I suspect that, yeah, that, that yeah, one yeah. or two of them will not be happy with that, and that's fine, and that's their thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here's here's my here's my prediction, right? That you will email me again. That, okay. That you uh, uh, and and I don't want you to. Uh, and no, I won't. And he's okay. And let's be honest, right? This whole phone call is making me so uncomfortable, and it's it's my toes are clenched, and I'm looking at Catherine for support throughout this whole whole phone call. But also the 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 theatrical part of me, the the um, ringmaster is going, oh, but yeah, flipping it, what a listen, what a listen, a really uncomfortable call from between two blokes. Yeah, um, but it, it, it's it's also um, it, it's the theatrical and it's the non-theatrical that's kind of been uh, messed about with in terms of. Is that what's making you uncomfortable with it? I I totally understand. No, what's not making um, me, what's making me uncomfortable is um you 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 crossed several lines recently, yeah. and I asked you not to write to me again because I thought your tone was aggressive. I thought your tone was accusatory. I thought you were laying stuff on me that was not mine to to be laid, you know, not mine to receive. So I was sending it straight back at you, um, yeah. and I asked you not to get in touch. And then today I got. I got two emails. One, one, you know, a, a thing asking what I was going to be doing. Was I going to be doing performance ring again? And yeah. another, a, another one um, that again I found a little bit accusatory and was asking questions. I've, I have made my point clear. I have set mm. my boundary, and you have decided to um, ignore that boundary. Now, I, listen. I've alluded to what happened earlier on today and yesterday. I've never mentioned a name. Never gave any clue. Was very, very vague about it. Yeah. Um, as is my right to share stuff about my life. But I was really careful not to give any clues whatsoever and to speak in the vaguest of vaguest terms. And yeah. um, I have uh, I've I've set my boundaries and you have chosen to not respect them. Um, so far, I, I have done that. Yeah, but I will ongoing respect them. I, I won't, you know, contact you again. Um 
but I, I just where 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 do we um, have I broken the um, ability to be able to call the show um, as Pat just yeah. as a listener yeah. as Pat yeah who's Pat who's Pat okay y- yes you have. Okay, no, that, that's fine. That's, I know that's it's fine. fine. I know it's fine. <laughs> this is getting very weird now, John. This is getting know, very, very I weird know. and making me very, very uncomfortable. And I don't think it's doing your health any good. And I don't want this to be a um, to, to have a pop at you. I, 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 but no, no, I don't think this all... is. Ha- I don't think that what you're doing is healthy for you. No, it it it, it well it it's. I'll I'll hang up and I'll forget about it. You'll hang up and you'll forget about it, and, and we're all groovy. I'll keep listening. Still love you. Peace and love, um, you know, that, that's all I can say, really. But I, I, I shall not bother you again. <clears throat> that was uncomfortable, man. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000. This is some show. We've got someone who's um, who just wants to listen to the show. Are you enjoying the show, listener? Yeah, it's very honest. <laughs> is it? You could be more honest. We are enjoying it. So how, how honest do you want to be? Uh, with me? Yeah. As honest as you want to be. Go on then. So what's your name? Harry. Right. What's your real name? Well, the radio name's Harry. Right, OK. And um, when was the last time you called me, Harry? Friday night. Yeah. And when was the time you called me before that? Uh, didn't. Friday night's first time. I don't believe you. Why don't you believe me? Because we've spoken before, haven't we? No. Yeah, yeah. Friday night, yeah. we spoke. No. What did we speak about on Friday? Well, I wished you happy birthday. I told you to shove it up your ass. Yeah, we've spoken before a few times, haven't we? Who do you think I am, Ian? What makes you say that? What were you saying I spoke before? Yeah, no. Yeah. Hello? Hello, yeah. I'm waiting for you to have the balls, to be honest with me. Yeah, who do you think I am, Ian? Why don't you be honest with me and tell me? I've got nothing to be honest about, Ian. No. I know exactly who you are. Who am I? I don't need to tell you. You don't know me, or don't know you. I'm getting very angry for someone who's who's, um, just called in to listen. I'm not angry. Getting very very riled up there. Oh, no, I just want to listen. Okay, well, why can't you listen on your radio? Well, I listen on my headphones, no. but it's a lot comfier to listen on the phone yeah. when you want to put your head down on the pillow. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You be honest with me now, and I'll let you listen for the rest of the show. Go on. Be honest about what? 
Thanks for calling. Bye. There's nothing for me to... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is a great show. Evening, Stephen. How you doing? Man? I'm doing very, very well, Stephen. <clears throat> I've, I've been enjoying the show so far. You've been enjoying <clears throat> something, enjoyed haven't you? Today. I know. Right, the last couple of callers have tricked me out. But uh, are you playing radio roulette? Huh? You, honest questions. Yeah, honest questions. Yeah. Okay, but you, if I ask you one, you have to ask me one. Do I? Okay. So you, can you hear me? <clears throat> Hello? Yes. Sorry. Are you content with your life? Sorry? Are you content with your life? Uh, have you listened to the show before? Yes, absolutely. I've rang you up before, no. mate. I'm asking you honest questions. Well, it, well, if you've listened to the show before, then you'll know the answer to that, that. And the answer is no, I'm not content with my life. Okay, so you have to ask me one back now. Um... Yeah, it has to be. It has to be back and forth. Otherwise, it's it's a pointless. You're playing a brave game. I've got other questions for you, but you have to ask me one back. Go on. I don't. I'm not really interested in you. Okay. There's a yellow card. There's a yellow card, Stephen. I, I will let you come back in a second. There's a yellow card. It's honesty. And honestly, let me know. Give me the thumbs up. Um, we did dump that, didn't we? Because my light's not come on in here. Apologies to the people on YouTube. You've got an F-bomb. We don't like that. Stephen, you've got one more go, mate, when I come back to you. But um, it's I'm being honest. I'm not interested in your life. And also, you don't set the rules. I set the rules. And um, um, I'm going to put you back on, Stephen. One more swear word, because you, you've sworn a lot before. Um, is that the guy who wants to listen again? Just cut him off. I don't. I don't want him. I don't. I don't want Birmingham. The Birmingham guy. I don't want him there. Um. One more swear word from you, Stephen, because you sworn before and you are banned for life from this station. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm going to ask you an honest question. What do you think of the fellowships? Um. I think they uh, save lives. Okay. Sorry, man. I was just ringing up just to... Yeah, okay. All right. Thanks for calling, Stephen. I'm bothered. I just... Yeah. Bye. Bye. Jeez. Um, I mean, really. Um, let's... i tell you what we'll do. Let's try something. I've done this for a while. Um, Gary? Yes. Say hello to Barry. Hello, Barry. Hello. Right, Barry, I'm a fairly sensible, normal sober guy ringing you up oh, ringing Ian up to say hello and have a bit of a chat with him so why are you here what, Gary what happened this show and Ian's show used to be full of jolly alcoholics and nutcases it's gone very dark and it's gone very dark right well, I, what, what I actually said was why are you here oh here we go <laughs> let's speak to my mate Ian yeah, no, because I've heard you on the podcast loads of times, so I, I just want to have a general, general chat with Ian and ask him why the monkeys weren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, well, what, what, how can I join in? Okay, okay, ba- Barry, 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 you can join oh. in if, if, if you can name all four members of the monkeys. Oh, all right. Um, is it John Lennon? Yeah. Paul McCartney? Yeah. Ringo Starr? Yeah. 
George Harrison. Very good. That's the Beatles. Well done, so you can't name any members of the Monkeys whatsoever. So, Ian, are you there? You are. We're not talking Nick about Nesbitt. This. Yeah. David Jones. Mickey Dolenz. And was it Euther Joyce? Euther Joyce? You played yeah. Mildred, in, Mildred in Georgia Mildred, yes. I that's, think, that, that's I, think, I think, Barry, you've got it. Yeah, I think she was in The Monkeys, yeah. I think she, she played was. bass guitar. So well done. Well done, you. That's it. And your musical knowledge. Let me, ju- let me jump in here. It's an honesty show. Gary, what's with the attitude, man? No, no, no I, I've been hanging on the phone for 45 minutes to talk to you about right. Monkeys. OK, so, that, so that's the reason that we're, we're copying an attitude. No, no, because I know Barry's a regular on here, so... Uh... Right, but Barry, no, Barry's, called us, Barry's called us twice in the last year. Well, again, no. I'll, ask, I'll ask the question, Gary. What's with the attitude, man? I just um, like giving a bit of attitude to Barry, that's all. Well, don't... With Barry, I, oh, I like to give... No. Shut up, Barry. Um, <laughs> I, but I don't want anyone being rude to Barry. He's he's a pain in the arse. Yes. No one likes him. No. He's not been funny since he did that thing with Noel Edmonds. <laughs> When's, when's the second series of that, Baz? It's on at the moment, 5.30 in the morning, they're repeating it. Wow, peak time. Um, but, but don't 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 give attitude to an old old man. I do apologise, Baz. I'm crying, Gareth, you've made me cry. Shut up! Oh. Anyway, Gary, what do you want? Uh, I was bringing up for a bit of a chat, mate, because you, you just wanted people to bring up and have a nice sort of chat with you. Oh, uh, OK. Well, a not... nice chat. Shut yeah, up, old nice. man! I know you're a fan of the monkeys. Yes. I know you're a fan of the monkeys. That's correct. And, and I was thinking, why do you think they're not in... Well, the, the, a lot of American fans Hall get very upset that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah, Fame. British fans yeah, yeah. British fans don't care because it means nothing, but it's because Jan Wenner, the guy that uh, used to edit Rolling Stone, Stone magazine yeah. and uh, is the, the head of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, hates the monkeys. Mm, that's wrong, isn't it? Again now, okay. Now there's still the attitude, Gary, isn't there, Barry? Oh, very much so. Yes, there is still the attitude, Gary, and I don't know why. Do you, Ian, I'm interested. Do you still own? You're answering honestly. Do, do you still own the a little record label that distributes Monkeys Records? Yes, I do. Is it going well? It's going very well. Good. Well, thanks how, for calling. How, how do you distribute them? Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Oh, I'm sorry. My bum. You couldn't fit a 12 inch up my bum, Barry! Well, that's not what I heard. <laughs> right! You watch it! Yellow card for Barry! Oh, Yellow sorry, card sorry. for Barry. Yellow card? Yes. Where, where's he going to put that? Where are you going to. Right, Gary, do you, do you want to do you want to answer questions honestly? Me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go on. Seriously, why the attitude, man? Because there's a weird vibe coming off you tonight. I, I do, I do apologise. I mean, for the attitude. No, no, no. I, I wasn't asking for an apology. I was asking why, why it was there. Uh, it could be because uh, uh, other things are going on in my house at the moment. What's, and, going, uh, on? What's going on wife, in your house at the moment? My angry that I'm ringing you. Okay. Um, uh, it could be that um, my wife is called Catherine and your producer is called Catherine. And that gives you. That makes you have an attitude. <laughs> No, it just is a bit of a coincidence. <laughs> Coincidences yeah. make you what, angry? What, 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 no, it doesn't make me angry. It just, I, I, do, I, do, I, I like both Catherines. That's, that's good. So okay. I don't have to ask you for that at all. Okay. Um, you know, this, this, I'm going to say it. We've had some weird calls tonight, but Gary, this is the weirdest one. No, surely not. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I 
Yes, surely so. I've heard all the calls. I've been hanging on for 45 minutes. Yes, and there's the problem. Because you, you've been... Yeah. Some people have been... Some people hang on for, for five minutes and some people hang on for 45 minutes and that's just the way it goes. If You, yeah. you, you are always welcome if you're bored of hanging on to put the phone down. But the voice yeah. in my head... But the voice in my head is only mine. Right. Right, other people have been hearing other voices, so the voice in my head is only mine. I've got no idea what that means. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Okay. Thanks for calling, Gary. Hmm. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Let, why don't we have something fun? A little bit Can of we? Fun, Can we have something fun? It has been a very, very oh, heavy show tonight, Barry. And what we need is we yeah. need a little bit, a little bit a, of... A levity. We need some levity. And I, yes. we need some levity. Oh, oh here, we here we go. Here we go. Here, we here go. comes here the fun. Cold. Here comes the fun. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Right. Right. Oh, no, hang on. That's not. There we go. Hang on. Here we go. Right. Here we go. I'll start. Here we go. Go. Here we go. I'll start. Here we go. Here we go. I'll start. Here we Barry from... Oh, we go. It's the introduction. Here we go. There we go. Here we go. Barry from Watford hasn't been funny since about 2009. He phones up when he's pissed and when he's lonely, when his stand-up isn't going very well. Barry from Watford, Barry from Watford, riding on Angelos's coattails. He did the show with Noel Edmonds, that sucked. Your turn, Barry. Here Here we go. go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Barry from Watford. Here we go. I turn... Oh, no, it changes now. Here we go. Here we go. Take it away. Barry. I turned on my telly one day to watch the jungle show. It wasn't very good. I saw all the celebrities that Xbox and so see birds on comes pencil neck he was a very good he burst into tears and he tried to pull his foot he fell off the thing and he did and he did hang on a minute here we go right we're gonna start again here we go right here we go my turn my turn okay this is like those old bob hope bing crosby kind of things isn't it isn't it they asked me about five or six times to do the jungle and then I said yes. I knew it would piss you off and I got paid a lot, about £45,000. With that I'm buying a very nice house that you'll never be invited to because you're an old I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) Right off reply is coming after the key change. Here we go. Barry's right of reply, dear listener. How many shots? Here we go. Now. I remember going out for a couple with you some years ago. Oh, you thought you was too good to be on that 
television show. Oh, 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 oh. How the mighty fallen. How the mighty fallen. Flippy, flippy, boring. Flippy, flippy, boring. You were very good. And you tried to pull your foot. And, you know, I never voted for 40 years. I'd rather vote for David Van Dyke. <laughs> right, here we go. Here we go. My right to reply. My right to reply. Yes. I went on there just because I needed cash quite quickly because yes. I'm getting divorced. Oh. You're just jealous because the week I flew out to Australia, you texted me to ask if I was going in the jungle. Yes. I replied, no, of course I'm not. But I was actually packing my suitcase when you texted me. That's a true story. Yeah, You're upset because I lied to you. Yes. You old duffer. Here we go. You're right, reply. Is it coming now? Here we go. It's the key change. Hang on. Here we go. Here we now. go. And here comes Barry's trial now. That is true. I phoned you and asked you about going to us. I told my Margaret that you weren't going because you still would be honest with me because I'm the boss. You didn't tell me the truth, you knob. And then you went, <laughs> gave it all to God, Nick those strawberries and made a fool of yourself. And soon you'll be back on the radio show. <laughs> you... <laughs> What a lot of fun, but but what a lot of fun, but what a lot of vitriol in those lyrics. And, and yes. it was all meant. Um, you did lie to me, though. I did, I did lie, lie to you. you. I genuinely, I was packing my suitcase. Yeah, I guess because yeah. then I saw you on the telly, having told everyone, you know, because <laughs> they know I know you. It made me look a bit silly, didn't it? Well, that's the reason because if I'd have told you I was doing it, I know yeah. you've got you once sunk a ship with your loose lip. Uh, no, it was your, yeah, your bad hip. And you would have told everyone, and then ITV would have said, oh, we, we hear from a load of comedians yeah. that were big in about 1993 um, <laughs> and a lot of out-of-work actors that, that you've yes. been telling them you're going in the jungle, so we're not going to let you go in the jungle anymore. Well, yeah, that's true, and you wouldn't have had the money for no. your flat. Yes, but it's a house. I wouldn't have looked quite so silly. Well, I do apologise. Yeah. You kept saying in that song, you said it twice, that I kept trying to get something out. What what, what were you saying? What were you getting out? You don't know. You said, you know there was a no masturbation clause in the I'm a Celebrity contract. Oh, is that right? That's the truth. That's actually true. That's the only bit of the contract I saw. The day before I went in, they said, just to, just to flag this up, and they showed me the no um, masturbation clause. Really? Yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's in the spirit of honesty. That's, what, that's you, true. You weren't allowed to masturbate with some claws. <laughs> you wouldn't do that anyway. All right, Abu. Now, um, Barry, was there any point to this call, or shall I just cut you off? Oh, cut me off. There we go. Okay, this is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, so tonight's show is kind of, um, yeah, I do too. Tonight's show is really, uh, 
very, very strange. Here's the thing. Me and Kath have, have decided that we, we... I think I've been a bit lazy recently with the show. We've had some really good shows. The last four or five weeks, I think we've had some of the best shows that we've done here at Talk Radio. Um, but I also feel I'm getting a little bit dissatisfied with my performance <clears throat> and with my input. And that maybe this whole thing about doing a show about nothing... Um, Maybe it needs a little something, a little something. When I say a little something, it doesn't mean we're going to be talking Brexit and Trump. Maybe it just needs a little something. Tonight we've introduced the topic of lies and me being honest and dishonest. And, you know, you can phone me up and you can ask me anything. And as long as it's not too personal and as long as it's not um, going to cause someone harm, I'll answer honestly um, to the best of my ability. I, I, I just think maybe maybe we're just moving into an era of a little bit of... A little bit of structuring, just 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 very gentle scaffolding, just to hold up the, the slightly flimsy edges. Um, and um, Catherine is is currently, and we'll get her in the studio in a bit. Uh, is kind of um, you know d- taking the calls, and some people are getting on, and some people aren't getting on, and that's fine. And if you don't get on, or if you don't get answered, don't take it personally. Try again in a couple of days' time. It's we're just trying to mix things up and shake the show up a little bit. Um, and then don't forget next it's next week. Next Wednesday, Kath's filling in. Next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the Monday. And then if I go to Africa, maybe a bit longer. But I don't know about that yet. So, uh, sorry, what? Pardon? Huh? Nothing. None of your business. Um, so, uh, so she's filling in then. So you can you can get your revenge on then. Uh, but so we just we're just trying to we're just trying to. Here's the thing: coming in and doing three hours of improvised comedy and tragedy a night, I'm finding really tiring. Three hours working, three hours a night. God, that's so tiring. But um, it, it's like really intense focus. I know it's not the same as building a wall or digging a ditch. I know that. I know that. But it's three hours of really intense focus. And, and I'm feeling that maybe I'm not delivering the goods. And um, uh, so we're just trying to change it up a little bit. That's all. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Sean. Good evening. How are you? I'm all right, Sean. What you got for us tonight? stuff uh three things um i was thinking of them just before you started the show but you put this sort of truth element uh, into the show so i'm going to try and put the three points and ask sort of a question okay you don't point. you don't have to be honest but as a caller you don't have to be honest if you don't want i'd prefer it if you were but you don't have to but the, the rule for me is i'm going to be honest up until one o'clock that sounds fair game to me all right fair game I um, like it, yes <laughs> um, so surprise, surprise, two out of the three things I want to say is Paul McCartney and radio. So okay. apologies for being repetitive. Like the next time I call in, I'll try not to talk McCartney and radio because I always talk about it. So. Come on, man. We've got the guys from the Take It Away podcast on tomorrow at midnight. So we're in McCartney heaven. Which brings me on to my first point. Yes. So thanks for getting that sorted. I've just started listening to that podcast. I've just finished uh, the Wings Wildlife album. Okay, because I've, I've not listened to any of their 70s ones. I dive straight in with um tug of war no i didn't actually oh, so I di- from the 80s yeah no i didn't actually i dived straight i'm being honest i dive straight in with give my regards to broad street because that is one of my favorite vanity projects ever so I- i've been jumping around uh, the 80s but yeah i've gone into the 80s yes fair enough and i'm, I'm going to stick with a chronological approach but uh, looking forward to getting to uh regards to broad street um, so the podcast i listened to was um the wildlife album yeah. and the guy said that after the album was released, Paul McCartney wanted to get back on side with the music industry. Apparently, he wrote, handwritten, 800 letters 
himself yeah. to all of those people. Do you think he did that? Oh. 800 letters. So hang on, I'd not heard that story before. What, he wrote 800 letters to the, to the people in the music industry, asking for what? Well, no, basically it was like a big party, like a big party to get people from, they didn't specify, the guys in the podcast didn't specify exactly who by name, but they said he wanted to get back on side with the music industry, because I think they were sort of alluding to the fact that Ram and McCartney weren't exactly, you know, yeah. massive chart hits. Yeah. So he wanted to get back on side after the Beatles law case and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they said that he handwritten 800 letters. Well, I'm not sure. Well, here's, a, here's the thing. When they come on tomorrow, we'll put that to them. They have got a couple of things wrong in the podcast, I've noticed. Um, okay. But do you know what? Yeah, I can believe McCartney did that. I can, I can believe McCartney did that. That's the kind of thing that he, he, he'd do when he's, you know, smoking a big reefer up in the farm in Scotland with Lynn. You know, I've got an idea. I'm going to send out 800 letters, you know, be handwritten, you know. Let's go, well, yeah. yeah. I was well, yes. playing a bit of um, high, high, high on the guitar. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, I, I bet he probably did do that. Hey, by the way, you know, there's yeah. all this, this this horrible thing, that, well, this great thing that I can't watch, McCartney going around Liverpool with James Corden. Have you oh, noticed God, yeah. in it, McCartney's hair is grey? Yeah, this is a photo, yeah. He's the, a picture of him, James, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's obviously still dying it, because he was grey in 1984. You watch the Press to Play video, he, where he's on the underground. He's grey, right? So he's obviously, there's still a bit of dye in there. I suspect part of it is still a wig as well. Um, but he's he's being a little bit more honest about his hair colour. I hope he announces a tour soon, because, Catherine, we're going to go and see McCartney. We're going to go and see Paul McCartney. Yeah, I've, stopped, I've not seen him myself, so I really, really want to go and see him nah, on the next a, door. It's a good old show, man. I mean, you've got, you've got to sit through a bit of crap. But, uh, you know, just seeing him play Beatles songs on stage, that'll do, that'll do me. That'll do me. Go on, what's the next thing? Uh, the next thing was the radio thing. So I yeah. wasn't aware of this um, until, like, two weeks ago. But apparently this was announced in, like, February, so you probably know. Yes. Christian O'Connell, he's gone to do a radio show in Australia. Yeah, he's moved. I, I don't know if he has moved yet. I'll assume, I'll assume he has. I know he's finished Absolute, and he's gone. He's going. He's gone to Australia, yeah. Because I, I know he did the Absolute show for quite a few years. And, yes. um Personally, I mean, I know he was your former colleague, and obviously, you know, you don't have to answer this, but were you a fan of his radio style? I or? do have to answer it, because I'm being honest. So what do you want to ask me? Ask me anything you want about Christian O'Connell. OK, um, I'll ask you two things. Yeah. Do you like his radio style? Would you listen to his show as a, a regular listener? OK. Do you know what? Talk him as a person. OK, right, here we go. I used, to re- I used to really enjoy his show when he was doing the breakfast show on XFM. And I sat in for him a couple of times doing the breakfast show on XFM, uh, and I thought he was he was exciting and fresh. Um, I never, I don't, I don't really listen to music radio, so no, I never really listened to his breakfast show on Absolute. Um, I found, let's be on, all right, let's be honest, I found it towards the end a little bit dated. Yeah. Um, but as a person, he has been nothing but absolutely delightful. to. And by the way, I'm probably in the minority for that because he kept winning awards, right, uh, you know, up until the end. Um, but as a human being, Christian has always been very supportive of me, um, very encouraging of me. And um, and I don't know him particularly well, um, but every now and then he'd send me a little text if there was something going on in my life just to wish me, um, you know, it, I, I, I like him as a human being. Yes, I think he is a thoroughly decent human being. He's one of the good guys. Well, it's good to know that he's, he's a good human being. I mean, me personally, well, I came across the show a few times, and for me, it didn't quite do it for me. I, I sort of knew the style he, he was sort of going for. Yep. 
And I can see why he got the audiences in, but for me, it didn't. It wasn't something I wanted to go back to constantly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, fair play to him. You know, and um, I don't know how many of the sort of prominent British DJs have gone abroad. He to told me because but... I, I, when I heard that he, he was leaving, I you instantly think, oh, he's been sacked. And I said, Are you all right? I sent him a text saying it was all right, and he got back saying uh, someone in Australia offered him more money than he could refuse. Ah, well, there you go. So good for him. Good for him. he's one of the good guys, and he deserves it. Good stuff. And the final thing, yes. um, this is something you mentioned last week, and I was, like, I couldn't believe you mentioned it because I thought it was just me, like my sort of era that this was sort of happening. Yeah. Um, you said you was at school and um, you did that clicky thing with your fingers. Yeah, yeah. About the, is it the cartridges? Yeah, the cart, the cart but we, they, we were told there were cartridges in your fingers that would explode. It's where you slap your finger. And I couldn't do it, but I can do it now. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Ah, I can do it now. <laughs> oh, worked up a sweat. Yes, but yeah, that was that was a big that was big in um, I don't know eighty four, eighty five, eighty six, something like that. Right. Well, this is really strange. This kind of links into you in a way because this happened because I'm, I'm twenty nine. Yeah. So when I was in year six, this was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Um, people were doing the clicky thing with their hands. Yeah. But it was actually because of um, Ali G. We were doing oh, the clicky thing. Yeah, yeah. The Ali G one, if I remember, it was a bit slower, and it was, he would just do like a, like one, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, in the eighties, it was it was slap him. You had to slap ah, it, slap right. it, slap it. Yeah. In the Ali G thing, it was one, but in, yeah, the eighties we was we were shame. We'd shame people. Shame, shameless, <laughs> shameless, <laughs> shameless. I've not said that for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is the thing because we were doing it in class, and then our teacher said. If you carry on doing that, well, we're going to ban it because apparently it gives you arthritis. So my question to you is, do you actually believe doing that sort of thing with your fingers, whether it's my version or your version, yeah. does it actually give you no. arthritis? I, I, I'm going to say categorically, no. I do not believe it gives you arthritis. Clicking your fingers and your thumbs and your spines does not give you arthritis. Everybody, make noises with your body. Well, I mean, you've answered all three uh, points um, phenomenally well. And uh, the last thing I'll say to you is Hans Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Uh, you really do need to pay attention to this show if you um, if you want to get get you know even five percent of the references. Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is an interesting show tonight. Light and shade in abundance. Um, we're talking about dishonesty. We're talking about honesty. Anything you want. Uh, let's go to Valentina. Good evening, Valentina. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Valentina. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh. What, uh, what can I do to jog your memory? Oh, it's okay. Okay, I know what. Here I'm we doing. go. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here we go. Yes. Um, I've, I've been in two minds about calling in, because to me, I am a silent listener. Silent but violent. No. Silent but <laughs> deadly. No. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so childish tonight. I'm sorry. Like, are you in the I bath? Enjoy the show. I enjoy... Valentina, are you in the bath? No. I can hear water. I don't know what that is, then. Okay. Well, it's, it's a liquid, a clear liquid. You, you drink it, it gives... Anyway, right, go on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're flirting. It's got to be... I no, think no, we're flirting. flirting. Oh, is this it not? not flirt. This is not how I flirt. Oh, how do you flirt, then, Valentina? Why don't you show me? 
this is not how I'd like to go. Okay. Um, You've got a gorgeous laugh. I hope you're laughing and not crying, because if you're crying, then that is weird. This is weird because because I've seen you. I went to the rabbit hole in London. No, I mean the rabbit hole show. Yes, well, the last one we did. Yeah. Oh, I love you already. I love you. You've helped feed my kids. But the guy next to me was burping so loud. Really? It was just burping, 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 burping. Burping, 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 burping. That dirty bugger! You should have, you should have um, outed him. I should have shamed him. How, but, how did we not notice that? It was very, it was just like a, like a, yeah. So that person, if you're listening, you're a burper. And you're you are dirty. We, well, from now on, we are going to ban, we're going to ban the burpers. <laughs> like, like they did in France. I think that's what they did in France. Didn't they ban the burpers? But um, back to the silent listener thing. Yes! I think, <laughs> I think it, it's a thing. Oh. You listen to the show, yep. but you're silent, but you don't participate. Yeah. And I think, and I ain't, well, I guess I'm not that anymore, am I? Because I've just called in. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure there are people like me. Oh, there are loads. I would love like to call in. Oh, yeah. But they sit, make, not calling in is more enjoyable. Yeah, no. Well, here's the thing. It's something like... Um, all right. Uh, um, can you hang on till after the news? Yes. Oh, flipping it. You're at work. Right, stay there, because we're going to do some maths. We're going to have some fun with maths and Valentina on Talk Radio after the news. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let me find you a place Where the curse of the day will be carried away By the smile on your face We are together now and forever Come my way Step inside love And stay Step inside love Step inside love Turn down the light Coming out of the cold Rest your head on my shoulder And love me tonight I'll always be here If you should need me Night and day Step inside love And stay Step inside love Step inside love Again, for 
I know in my heart we will not be apart, and I'll miss you till then. We'll be together now and forever. Come my way, step inside love and stay. Step inside love. Step inside love. Step inside love. I want you to stay. Here comes George Martin. Hang on. What do you think we'll have to do then? Paul McCartney on guitar. Isn't that great? Sam, open your microphone for a minute, please, boy. Um, that was Scylla Black singing. You, you're a fan of uh, you're a fan of Scylla's? Yeah, totally. Okay. What's your favourite What's your favourite thing Scylla ever did? Music or TV show? Um, Blind Date. Right. You only know that because she told you about it. You've never heard of Scylla Black? I didn't know she was a singer. That's lit. Blind Date is literally right, the only so you thing. you knew she did Blind Date. I, she I, know, well, that's it. Yeah. That's my knowledge. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Right, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, usual rules apply. You can call in about anything. But there has been a theme of lying, of dishonesty, of mistaken identity. I was speaking to a very nice chap yesterday who thought, I think, he thought I was Ian Dale. And um, and I feel bad because I didn't correct him. And it's an interesting quirk of of human nature, of my nature, that I didn't go, oh, no, I think you're confusing me with someone else because I haven't done that. Um, and instead I just nodded and, and, and waited for the conversation end, to end uh, uh, and to get away. So have you ever been mistaken for someone that you're not? Have you ever spoken to someone who you thought was someone else? Da, la, la, all that kind of stuff. Your stories of dishonesty and of lies, 0344-499-1000. And also, um, it's a show where I'm going to be completely honest. You can ask me anything you want. Catherine's producing me. You can ask me anything you want, and as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, as long as it's not too personal, I will tell you the truth. And we've had some weird things, like, you know, do I think that we are living in the Truman... The Truman Show is real. And um, do I think that people can be psychic? I, you know, you can ask me anything. Now, before 0344-499-1000, you speak to Kath, she'll take your name and number and give you a call back. Before that, we spoke to um, the uh, silent but violent Valentina. Good evening, Valentina. Up. <laughs> There's that attitude that got you demoted to silver. Now, um, so you were saying that you are one of the silent people that never phones in the radio show, except when you phone in the radio show, and you think there must be loads like you. Yeah, obviously there is, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. Well, let's try and work out the percentage, right? So this show gets, at last count... About 65,000 listeners, right? So, how many... i tell you what we're going to do. Uh, Catherine, you need to get on a microphone for this as well. How many um, different callers do you think we get, Valentina? I've got no idea. How, how many do you think we get, Valentina? Percentage? No, not percent. We'll work the percentage out. In terms of, like, we've got Alan... We've got Nigel, we've got... How many different voices do you think we we uh, have had phoning in? Uh, 50, 100, 200? Oh, I couldn't say. I think there, there are about maybe 20 or so regulars. 20 or so regulars, yeah. Uh, we then get on... there's occasional one-hit wonders. Yeah, yeah, I, li- I like you a lot. 
<laughs> I wish I hadn't invited Angela around to soil my sheets now. Catherine, how many how many call different callers do you? you there's like twenty hardcore, probably yeah. less than that actually. I but. reckon there's probably maximum on rotation of a six month period about sixty. See, I would say about a hundred. Of like, she's right. The one hit wonders, the um, smash and grabs, <laughs> the, <laughs> the hit and runs. Oh, oh okay. Cass, another one. Here comes another one. All right. Well, let let I tell you what. Let's say let's say um let's say sixty, right? So let's say we've got sixty callers out of sixty-five thousand, right? So hang on a minute. Do you know how to do um percentages, Valentina? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, then you work it out. What percentage is sixty out of sixty-five thousand? Is your calculator made of wood? <laughs> <laughs> or are you doing it on an abacus? Because it's very, very noisy. Um, it's less than 1%. It's less than 0.0... Well, yeah, I know it's less than 1%. Oh. It's 60 out of 65,000. Of course it's less than 1%. It's less than... A, than what's a tenth of a 1%? Not 0.1? If my math is correct, it's 0.09%. I here we go. So, point. Zero nine percent of listeners call in. That, that, I was going to say about right. I was going to say about point two percent. So that's that's kind of cool. There we go. So point nine percent of the people that listen actually Is that call right? in. Yeah, that sounds about I, right. I won't do it. No, that sounds um, about right. So, but, but I but I like being a silent. What did I call it? A silent listener. Yeah. And obviously I've called in twice now, so that's. Well, you're not now. Now you're a regular. No. Yeah. If we did a no. new, if we no, if we did a new and newish callers night, you wouldn't be allowed to phone in. No. Yeah, you're a regular. You're I, you're I like no better. You're no better. I, I like the like the ex- exclusive exclusivity of oh no new new and newish listeners. I'm like okay, I can, I can call in tonight. You're, no, you can't. You can't now. You're like yeah. Nigel from Maidstone. Okay. You take, you, fine. you take that as a compliment. I'd rather be a Billy, Bill. But uh, a, a Billy. What's this Billy? What, what, Bill, Bill from Leighton. When did he become Billy? Right. There's that attitude again, Valentina. All right, Lane. Dem, right, demote her to bronze. She was gold. <laughs> now she's silver. Put her, put her on bronze. She's going to be on cardboard soon. Um. Well, so what is what is your point caller? <laughs> what is your point caller? That was my point. I'm trying to make the three silent listener a thing, but it's not really taken off. But. <laughs> okay, well, if you're a silent listener, give me a call. 0344 4991. That's a thing. That's huh? a thing now. What? Silent listener's a thing now. Silent listener's a thing, yeah. You, you made it. You made it happen. I made a thing. Hashtag it silent listener. It. Hashtag Valentina for president. Yeah, I'll take that. All right, thanks very much for calling. Uh, let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hello. Hello, John. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Thank you. Um, and no, it's just, that that girl was crazy, but anyway, um, I think about three hundred thousand. We'll put that to one side. Um, put three hundred thousand what? Uh, listeners. To what? Um, I don't know. To don't don't do this to me. Come on. No, I'm not doing what. I don't know what. You've just said 300,000, what? To what? Listeners to this show? Yeah. No. Well, well, no, not to the show, but to the station. Yeah, to the station, yeah. 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 
So, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I well, don't know how many people... Is your last name Ray, Jar John? Uh, say again? Hello. So, what have you called in for? Um, basically, um, you was asking earlier on about um, people that um, was uh, calling themselves kind of superstars or superstar names. Okay. Um, and a few years ago, I worked at um, a 70s nightclub. Yeah, here we go. Um, and I used to call myself uh, Johnny Chardonnay. John, hang on a minute. What, you used to call yourself Johnny Chardonnay? Yeah. Um, and uh, hang on a second. Let me just test this button. I've got a new button well, on my... I, co- I, hang, on, I, hang on, John. I John. On the wrong thing here. No, I've just got a new button on my computer. I just want to test it works. Can you bear with me a second? Yeah. Hang on. Back and back and back and back and back in. It's working. Okay. So, Johnny Chardonnay, why were you doing that, man? Um, well, it, it was a 70s bar, yeah. and um, it, was, it, was, it was very cheesy at the time. Yes. Uh, but it worked, and it was fantastic. I wore a big afro, gold, uh, gold suit, you know, as you do. Okay, again, again, uh, I w- I'm wondering why you're telling, why, why you did this. Um... For money? <laughs> oh, he, he did it for money. Hey, listen, I've done I've done far worse than that for money in my life. Trust me, man. Hey, mate, you know. <laughs> well, do you do you still have the Afro uh, Johnny Chardonnay? Yeah, he had to go in the bin as soon as I got married. That's it. Well, yeah, I think yeah, you should. I think you should. Get, yeah. You should put it on, and you should go and make love to your wife as Johnny Afro. Actually, I've, I've heard a rumbling upstairs now. She's farting. Go. You better go. She's farting upstairs. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Um, anyone? No? Okay. Uh, another 45 minutes to go. 0344 499 1000, the late night alternative. You really, um, you can call in about anything, but you're really not taking this asking me anything you want and I'll answer it honestly. Uh, thing. Well, uh, this finishes at midnight. That, this offer is, is, um, once every 15 years. So it won't happen again until I'm 60. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, oh. stable girls, oh, on the end. and stripper grands. It depends who you with, and it depends on the situation. Late night speech radio with a difference. Thank you. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us um, a call. Can I just say, there's the. Uh, have you noticed? And it's been going on a while. The um, the demonization of Fortnite. You said notice that the demonization of Fortnite is everywhere. There's a story about a girl, nine year old girl, who um, soiled herself because she was playing Fortnite. And, you know, Nick Ferrari yesterday was doing, what is this Fortnite and uh, how easy is it to become addicted to? And you just know when the Daily Mail and Nick Ferrari are asking about something, you know, it's reached peak point. Um, and, And there's lots of stories like it was Call of Duty for a while. It was Grand Theft Auto for a while. um, And now it's Fortnite. Fortnite is a fun, dumb little game where... Nothing happens for ages and ages and ages and ages. Then there's about 30 seconds of activity and then the game's over. That's it. 
pretty much it. And uh, you know, it's it. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Oh, there's someone shooting at me. I'm dead. That's it. For other people, it may go on slightly longer, but that is, is it. You're, you're basically trying to stay alive as long as you can, primarily by hiding. And then the the playing area gets smaller and smaller and smaller till you're kind of forced onto each other. And then there's a shootout, and that's it. Um. And you can play it for free. Here's the thing. It's free. It's a free game. And they have these things called, um, what are they called? Fortnite bucks or dollars. I don't know. Anyway, you can buy you can buy skins and clothes and outfits and things like that. But but really, it's free. It's a free game. My kids play it for free. I play it for free. And it's free. Right? Then you get idiots like this stupid dad I'm going to tell you about. A dad has blasted the makers of video game Fortnite after his 12-year-old son splashed out splashed out more than 400 quid on it. Mark Lake, 50, discovered he'd gone overdrawn because the lad had bought thousands of V-Bucks. That's it, V-Bucks. The game's virtual currency. What? Uh, what? Um, uh, you're an idiot, Dad. You're, you're an, actually an idiot? Um because he's either playing it on the password uh, uh, on the PlayStation or see I read it you type a word on the screen I read it he's either playing it on the PlayStation or the Xbox and what you need to do is what I do is you you set it so that knob it stop it you set it so that he can't buy anything it's really really simple you just set it so that he can't buy anything you either take your credit card off which is a little bit of faff because it means that every time Kathy's the best well, you stop typing stuff on the screen which means that um, uh, you have to enter in each time you want to buy something. That's fair enough. Or you password protect it. That's it. It's all you've got to do. Catherine's trying to be uh, clever. She's not clever. Kath's a twat. Uh, the father's bank details were linked to his son's account, meaning he could buy V-Bucks without permission. Mark from Billingham... County Durham said, I think this is a national issue. That's not bad. Was County Durham in Ireland? Oh, it's not. OK, right, fine. In that case, it's terrible. When we first bought, I think this is a national issue. No, it's an issue with the Lake family. Your puddings, your absolute prunes. When we first bought the console, my wife set up an account and secured it with a 15 digit password. So it's not your fault. It's not your son. It's everyone else's fault, isn't it? <clears throat> I'm being told that there's a problem with the um, with the with the app. You got it? There's a problem with the app. Um, so, well, you can't hear me saying there's a, you you know there's a problem. What's the point of me saying it? You either know there's a problem with the app because you can't hear the show, therefore you can't hear me saying it, or you don't know there's a problem with the app because you're listening on YouTube or online. So, stupid. In January or February, I got my son a £50 user pass for Fortnite, which lasts for three years. Then three weeks later, I got an email from the bank saying I'd gone over my overdraft limit. More than £400 had been taken out of the account before Mark blocked his card. He added, I called PlayStation and spoke to them, to PSN, who took the payments. They told me the payments were all authorised. Basically, I got told that nothing could be done. My son is 12 years old, so it isn't his fault. No, no, you're right. It's not his fault. It's your fault, Dad. It's your fault. Crying out loud. He had no idea he was using real money. 
He was devastated when he found out it was. Um, he even wanted to sell his PlayStation to reimburse me. Well, that's between you and him. But you've done a stupid thing. PlayStation and Fortnite developer Epic Games have been contacted for comment. Stupid, stupid, stupid dad. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, George. Hello, Ian. I'm just I, I'm just walking over to turn the aircon down a bit because it's getting very very hot, but I can still hear you. Oh, good. I was looking for an honest answer because I tried to call you three times last night and uh, I sent you an email or two as well, but I never, I never got, never got called. I wanted to try and do a golden call. Here we go. Call. He's going for a golden call. Yesterday's golden call, Catherine. Do we have the edited highlights package that I asked for? No, you haven't done that. You haven't done that, that I asked for. You didn't do that. No. Would you like, excuse me, George, just going to have a little production meeting. Could you come on the old um, microphone, please? Katharina Boyle? Yeah. Right, so. Uh, it's in the podcast, so you have to listen to that. No, no, no. Yesterday I asked you for yeah. an edited highlight yeah. of, was it Jack's call? Yeah. Right. This is genuinely, I want this. Yeah. Now I could play it. I thought you wanted it for Friday. No, I want I, I want it for the week so that we're going to do in a new feature, Golden Call, Golden Call okay, of the we Week. we need to be specific. Okay, I would like it now. Okay, to- sorry, can't. Do I that. want it for tomorrow's show. Okay, you can have it tomorrow. And a written apology. Turn the no. microphone off, please. Uh, yes, George. Okay, so you want to have a go? Oh, th- this could be a golden call then. It could, well, it could it, it could be, but it was a pretty high standard of call yesterday. That's true. That's true. You, you had a caller earlier who thought he was in the Truman Show. Yes. And you thought he should get his head examined or something, and yeah. and uh, so. <laughs> Honestly, do you believe I'm in the same boat? Because I do believe that we're all actors in a mystery play and we're all being cosmically directed to play the roles that were written for us to play in it. So so do, do, you, do you think that I, I, I need to uh, have my head examined? Well, I think your um, I think that your view is slightly different from the view of I think it was Dean who genuinely believed that he was living in a Truman Show and being filmed. I think because you don't think that we're all being filmed for for a oh, movie. I do. I, I do think that everything is being recorded and 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 by uh, whom? By celestial uh, intelligences. Wow. This, this to me, all, all, all as, as Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. I, I think he had it uh, exactly right, and that we're all being directed, as I say, to play whatever part that we're we're playing. Nobody knows where their thoughts come from, and and I I I was made aware. Yeah. 42 years ago that our thoughts are directed to us and and uh, none of us uh, are responsible for our actions okay so what is your what is your question that you want an honest answer to and i'm going to give you an honest answer do you think i need my head examined no i tell you why not because i i i i, I do think you're delusional in that respect in respect of what you've just said would How be, do you mean? 
uh, um, in that I believe what you are saying is, uh, hey, I ain't no doctor, I ain't no psychiatrist, but it sounds like what you're saying is um, uh, uh, is untrue, although I have no evidence to back that up. I'm just giving you my honest opinion because that's what we're doing. Nobody knows anything about what goes on no. in, in our minds. and, and, well, and uh, You ask for my honest opinion and that's what I'm giving. And um, I, I personally suspect that, that, that throughout your life there may have been a little bit of drug abuse or there may have been a little bit of mental illness or something. But no, I don't think... there never was any mental illness and there never was any drug abuse. I've been a user, not, not an abuser. In your opinion. And... Um, uh, hey, listen, man. You ask for you ask for my honest opinion. I, I can stop giving it if if you'd rather. No, no, no. I I, I need I, to I need to know your honest. But opinion. I also don't think I I think that the other gentleman, I think Dean, is possibly um um a, a, a dangerous a danger to himself, and I don't think that you are a danger to yourself or to anyone around you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't. I think you know you're you you you're 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 um. I think your delusions are, you know, perfectly safe and perfectly harmless and, um, uh, 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 and you know, make you the lovable... What, what, what do you think my delusions are? Everything that you've just said about us being controlled by aliens and it being filmed by them. I didn't say aliens. Uh, I, I said celestial intelligence. Okay, same, same difference. Um, yes, but I suppose to know that that's true and... and just because of what I've been made to yeah. experience. But yet you're the, you're, you're, you're the only person that thinks that. I'm sure I'm not the only person that thinks How that. How many other people have you met in the, the however many, 35 years that you've had this, this you, you believe this? How many other people have you met? Um, not many. Not many. It's, it's uh, a lady I spoke to on Facebook uh, the other day. She... Right. she, 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 she she agreed with me, and 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 uh, it's something is going to happen to to raise our consciousness and to realise what I'm saying is. is but but, but is, me, is, me, but, but, but me talking to you about this, it's the same as if I am um, uh, trying to convince a Christian or a Muslim or a Jew or, or whatever that what I think. The, 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 it's a belief. What you have is a belief. No, right? it's a supposition. Is it? Well, it's, it's a belief. You believe it in the same way that a Christian believes that Jesus, you know, and all that, and Muslim believes that Allah and all of that stuff, right? Yeah, but there, never, think, there never was a Jesus, and there's no. Well, no, no, well, no, no, no this no, is your no. belief, but this is your belief. No, 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 no it's no, not a belief. No, it is. No, no, there's not an iota of proof. That, well, no, no, the well, there is. There is. There is. There is evidence that, that, that Jesus existed. But, but, but. No, there is. Well, no, it, there is, this, and this is, but this is the point. This, it's pointless us having this conversation in the same way. It's pointless me telling a Muslim I think all this stuff about Allah is nonsense. I do think it's nonsense, and I think the whole Christianity—I think it's nonsense, right? But it's pointless me having this conversation with you because of your belief. In the same way, it's pointless me having a conversation with 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 a religious person because of their belief. So I, I've told you what I thought, and that's that's my belief. Yes. I spoke to you about you this morning briefly to to Mike Mike Graham, and I only had a, a few minutes with him, and yes. and uh, 
and he ended our, our little conversation by by saying he hadn't got a clue about what I'd been talking about. But uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I I I was just uh, wanted to talk about the North Korea, America, the denuclearization. And I was pointing out that in yes. 1985, I think it was President Gorbachev imagined uh, that by the year 2000 we could have a nuclear-free world. I, I think we need to find another Gorbachev and, and someone with the imagination to to imagine a future in which nuclear weapons disappear from okay. this planet. Okay. Well, that's what you were talking to Mike about. And um, uh, I was, uh, what was I? I think I was, just, I know I was trying to learn some lines. That's what I was trying to do. Um, but there you go, George. I've, I've been honest. I'm pleased that you've been honest. Thank and, you. And, and, I'm pleased that uh, you're pleased. At least I, I have some sort of idea of where we stand together. If we stand together, we all stand together. Bomb, bomb. Thank you, George. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is the late night alternative on talk radio with Ian Lee. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record of the The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On talk radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The, the, um, the app is down and I think the online is down, but you can listen on DAB. I don't know why I'm telling you this because you either know it or you don't know it. Or you can go and watch us on youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Look for the live, look for the live, uh, the live video. Done a fault report, so I'll get an email in the morning saying, no, it didn't happen. Oh, flipping it, man. Who was, remember the, the tech guy at Three Counties? Yeah. Look, 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 look. <laughs> Tesco Naughty Step. Strict mum employs super, manny, ma, super, super manny, super nanny technique in busy supermarket as daughters play up. This yeah, it's got to be consistent. This is terrible, though. Oh, really? Yeah. With three children to look after, Louise Pillai is quick to step in when a firm hand is required, even if it is in the middle of a busy supermarket. So when six-year-old Elisa and seven-year-old Ebony began playing up during a trip to Tesco after school last week, she put a stop to the bad behaviour just as she would at home. Avon lady, Miss Pillai, Avon lady... Do they still have Avon late? Well, obviously they do. Yeah. Do they still have Ann Summers' sex parties? I don't think they do now that Ann Summers He's is on, on the high street. They do, yeah. I got invited to one last year. Did you? Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything less fun. Oh, look at this! Look at this dildo! And here's some butt plugs and here's some fancy pants. That's Who right. wants it? We can, we can all think about our options privately. We don't need to get together with a load of girlfriends and get drunk enough to be able to, you know, address something that is um, otherwise embarrassing anymore because we've got online. Avon lady, Miss Pillai, ordered the girls to sit in silence in the fruit and vegetable aisle for 10 minutes. Well, that's not the, that's not the technique. After they almost ran into another shopper's trolley. Wow, excessive. Well, it gets worse. A snap of the pair sat cross-legged and facing the shelves went viral after a friend posted it in praise of Miss Pillai's action. Triggering a debate over whether the 35-year-old may herself have overstepped the mark. Right, here's the thing: um, making them sit on the dirty floor in Tesco's. That's uh, not. I don't. I don't. For 10 minutes? No, I don't think so. But then making that picture go viral? No, 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 no. no, 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 no also, no, 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 listen. No, no. I I used the naughty step 
something and it worked so well that I don't have to do that with my kids anymore. You don't, you, you know, punishing your kids is, is okay. You, I'm not going to criticise her for the way she chooses to punish them. But taking a picture of it and then posting yeah. that online, yeah. that is out of order because that's, that's shaming the kids. But also, right, Naughty Step is, um, is the final boundary isn't it so what you're supposed to do is give them you're supposed to give them like three warnings first it's not and also almost crashing into someone to me is not a naughty step offense anyway i've never done the naughty step i don't really understand it it do do you know what it does it allows them to sit on their own and think about it you you, and you don't go mad at them and say something stupid so they have to put their hands on their heads no fingers on lips no okay they just sit on the step and wait and then you wait and you do one minute for every year of their age. And then you go back to them and you say, right, why did I put you on the step? And then you talk about why they're on the step. And the whole point is they know why they're on the step. It's not about shaming them. It's about giving you both a breather. So you don't. I mean, my mum used to go flipping nuts and I would have got smack for stuff that I put on the step for. So I think it just gives you both a breather. Um Miss Pelaya, single mother, said, I have a responsibility to make sure my children are healthy and respectful. And that's why I have a very no-nonsense approach to parenting. It annoys me when you see youngsters running around and causing a nuisance. I want my kids to know the difference between what is and isn't acceptable yeah, but behavior. But they're in the way in the uh, supermarket aisle there, aren't they? I would encourage other parents to do the same thing, no matter where you go. Even if there isn't a step to sit on, there is always the floor. For me, it's the picture. Yeah. And that's, I don't think that's... Um, the picture's not addressed in the story. They've got a, a parenting coach saying, do the opposite of what this woman's done. Um... I think one there was one occasion where my eldest was such a pain in a shop that yeah. I that it was time to like draw the line. And what we do in that case is you put your basket down and you leave. Yeah. And that's what we did. And I've only ever had to do it once. But I certainly wouldn't start parking you, in the middle of the night. On, sorry. <clears throat> I know, my voice went. You, you uh, if only, you put the, sh- the basket down and walked out? Yeah. Just on the floor with, with goods in? No, I put it back. You didn't? I didn't have a basket. Right, so can, come on. I just on. lied then. I didn't have a basket. It was in a clothes shop. Why are you making stuff up? What, uh, do you even that's have true. kids? Yeah, I do. I've, I've met two little people who, um, who apparently live with you. But they yeah. may just be... Um, you can't say midgets. They may just be fun-sized people. That, <laughs> they uh, are fun-sized people. No, we were in a clothes shop. She hid. I couldn't find her for ages. I found her inside the... Um, she kept... On that day, she kept running away from me. Where was she hiding? Like in like in the clothes rail. Oh, no, was, was the first place you look is the, in the clothes no, rail. No, but she'd done it about three times that day. And I'd warned her and I said, you do that again. What a square. We're going. What we're going. a square. And do you know what we did? The big thing, and she still remembers this, we didn't go and see the rabbits. Because I used to take, if we yeah. did the shopping, I'd take her to pets at home yeah. and we'd go and see the rabbits. It's not a zoo, she, mate. Well, she used to think it was. She wow. thought it was a museum. Yeah. Did you? Did she? Yeah. You couldn't buy them. You just went to look at them. Wowzers. The kids always hide in the clothes rail. That's what kids do. My kid did it once, mate. Yeah. My kids do not always Wowzers. hide in the clothes rail. Wowzers. In our house, there yes. is one rule. Yeah. Do not mess with mummy. You will not win. Um, hey, Dirty Den's very ill. I know. Dirty Den's possibly dying. Is this? I'm not, I don't think I'm over exaggerating there. We, we're being encouraged to pray for Dirty Den, Leslie Grantham. I'm not sure thoughts and prayers are. I mean, med- medicine probably. Better. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Den. Now, listen. Dirty Den got his um, 
dick out online okay and and that would always be did he because I, I only saw him sucking his finger yeah no i think so anyway oh crikey um and it'll always be remembered for that and i think that's a shame because mm. he was great in um i shouldn't have even mentioned it i feel bad i mentioned it but he was great in eastenders i know dougie, i want a divorce dougie who, who we often have on the show and we'll get on the show again at some point is a big fan of that um what was that show he did paradise he did like a sort of tough guy, oh. the Paradise Club or something like that. He did someone, well, someone will know. I remember finding him devilishly attractive when I was a kid. He was great. EastEnders legend Leslie Grantham was gravely in hospital last night and said to be fighting for his life. Uh, friends were praying for the 71-year-old actor. You know, he, ki- he killed a man. Yeah. He shot a Germany, man. Germany, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. shot a man. Taxi driver robbed him and shot him, killed him. And then he still got a part in EastEnders. It's incredible. I mean, it's a, I wanna, I'd like to play Dirty Den in the Dirty Den story, the Leslie Grantham story. I think I could do it. I think I could pull him off. Probably not now. Pals say his condition is causing concern and they are fearing the worst. One said those who are close to him are hugely worried and are praying, praying for his well-being. Um, uh, he lives in Bulgaria. Oh, a plot twist isn't it oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number we'll take calls straight to air for the last 15 minutes of the show before paul ross comes in this is the late night alternative on talk radio it's electric it's eclectic it's always rule free it's the late night alternative with that man ian lee <laughs> on talk radio oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call we'll take calls straight to air this is the late night with sunday my name is ian lee Catherine boyle is there word uh we're here monday to friday 10 o'clock at night and till until one o'clock and paul ross comes in does his thing through the night um i'm here next week monday tuesday and then wednesday thursday friday and then the monday the week after i'm off to new york city and Catherine boyle is going to be hosting the show what what can the um, what can the boys and girls expect, Catherine? A load of old balls. There we go. You see, it really is going to be uh, uh, it, pretty it, much the same. Pretty much the same. Maybe slightly Better. more professional. Yeah, yeah, slightly more professional. Do we know who's co-hosting? Is, is anyone co-hosting? No, I'm getting. Um, I'm uh, no. Oh, you're getting a bit of um, flack. I'm, I'm having to ask the question a lot. Oh really? Yeah. About money? No. About so, can I have a co-host or not? Well, like they said that you could have a co-host. Yeah, but now it's all gone quiet. Let's see. Flipping I'm it. sure I've just... They're just busy. Dear Denny and Liam, pull your fingers out of your backsides and give Catherine the co-host like you promised she could have. What is the problem? <laughs> I'm sure there's not a problem. I mean, there better not be a problem. Um, otherwise, um, I'm going to do a dirty protest and talk spot towers. I'd like... I mean, it's not... You know, it's not absolutely necessary, but I'd like oh, one. Oh, God. You, I, I just think for the, for the listeners' sake... Three hours. Well, you know, here's what I think. You know, oh, and I think this. Oh, and you know what? This is this is absolutely busting. You know, I love it. Hey, it's great. You know. Um. Anyway, you know, oh, I think Paul McCartney. Yeah, it was a little bit, wasn't it? That's who you remind me of. That's who you remind me of with that haircut. I know. Sixty-four McCartney. I know. Hey, do it. Do the. Give us the thumbs up. <laughs> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's sorry. Grace. The let's dive in. Line one, you're on the wireless. How do? Yes. Um. Yes. Honesty questions. Yes. Um. Do you like your oranges with or without lumps? Flipping it, really, Pablo. What a waste of a question. What a waste of a question. I prefer it. I prefer it with lumps. Thanks very much for calling. Of course, I prefer the bits. I love the bits. No point drinking orange without, is it? Oh. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm getting a, 
I'm getting a taste of that now. I haven't got a fridge. I haven't had a fridge for two years. But boy, oh boy, I bought a second-hand fridge today off an old lady. And now you just need the house that goes with it. <laughs> well, maybe you could just go and put your milk in it now and again. I wonder if I could um, pop around there. So I, I, know, I know I don't live here yet and the, pa- the papers haven't gone through. But, can but I? this is technically my fridge. Yeah, can I? By the way, while I'm here, can I do a, a, a washing load as well, please? And uh, can I hang some stuff in the wardrobe? Um, oh, itchy head. Oh, three, still, four, four. is it still itchy as it was before? No. Not as bad as it? No, just had an itch now. I haven't mentioned my itchy head for just about... Just checking, because at one point I we did... I haven't mentioned my itchy head for about five weeks. I know, but at one point you thought you had nits. Yeah, I did. I, I, well, did I, you? I had my youngest son the other day telling me about how nits fall out of his hair at school and he gets his pencil and stabs them. What? Yeah. Oh, That's God. That's great. That's great. I've never had nits. I don't... I, you know, it's, and I blame the, I blame the um, lack of nit nurses. Yeah. Um, I've had nits. Well, you, you're. You, well, I feel like problem. I've lived a full life. Never had nits. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Where's the? Whoa! Oh, let's see what you got in here. Friday night's gonna be alright. It's gonna be right. Gonna be right now, baby. It's gonna be alright. Let us go to. Here we go. From aliens, from aliens to zombies via cannibals and chainsaws, cinema can frighten the life out of us, and lots of us love it. New film, now new film, Hereditary. Mm. Oh, we keep seeing the trailer yeah, for that. Yeah, that's that one with uh, Muriel from Muriel's Wedding in it. Um, I might go and see that tomorrow. I want to see it. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm, as you know, I've got an audition tomorrow at ten past two. So I'll be out by three, and then I've got to be in at seven to uh, interview Kenny Jones. Kenny Jones. Um, So I'm going to see if I can find like a three o'clock screening of it. All right, selfish. Well, (sighs) not selfish at all. I'm going to be... All right, so I've got four hours to kill in London, uh, and you want me to, what, not go and see a film because you want to go and see it. I'll stick it up your backside. I don't like this new honesty of yours. Where apparently I, I can fit a 12 inch up there of uh, an album. Of yours? Yeah. It's, um. Hey, Line One. Hello, Line One. Good evening, Ian and Cass. Good evening, Zach. What do you have for us this evening, please? I don't really know, but. Uh... Oh. Well, I'm, in that case, I'm going to say goodnight and I'm going to move on because I've I got I to deliver content. Thank you very much indeed. Um, new film Hereditary, which opens on Friday, is being dubbed the scariest film in years. Oh, they always say that. Oh, of course they do. They go, eh, it's okay. It stars Tony Collette and Gabrielle Byrne and centres on a family matriarch's death, which exposes an unspeakable secret. Website AV Club calls it emotional terrorism, and magazine Variety says you'll be gasping for air. So, ahead of being scared witless, here's my top ten horror films by Chris Honeyset. Um, right, well, this, this, list is, is, this list is rubbish. This list is absolute rubbish. Number ten, Saw. I'll give you that. Yes. We watched that, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, it's a good one. Right. Number nine, It Follows. Many teen horrors are based on the consequences of having sex, but none has the intelligence or great central performance of this nerve shredder. After sex in a car, Maker Munro's character awakes strapped to a chair and is told she's cursed to die, 
unless she can pass the curse on before wants to capture her. That sounds all right. Right. OK. It's not just teen horrors. Most horrors. You know, once the woman has uh, popped a cherry, she's usually... Uh, uh, no. Incorrect. You're saying most horrors are based yeah. on the consequences of having sex. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. Rubbish. Vampire films are all about that. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Back yeah, up. Yeah, once they've been penetrated, they become wanton women. We get the, the, the uh, symbolism in vampire films, but you're saying most horrors are about women having sex and then bad things happening to yeah. them because they've had sex. Yeah. Well, that's a lie. Go on, then. Go on, then what? Counter. Well, I don't need Let to. Let me see your counter move. I don't need one. You've just come up with something that's spurious and is... Paul, come in. Paul Ross. Paul Ross, come in. Paul's going to back me up on this because Paul... Paul has, has lived my ambition to get my name on a movie poster. Paul, sit down. Paul Come Ross. and join this. Listen to this. The Exorcist. Right. Yeah, what? What? what she had, who had sex in The Exorcist and bad things happened? Did you not see what she did with that crucifix? Before that, but that was after. Ah! The possession, wasn't but it? isn't oh! that? But isn't that about? Well, no, 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 Paul. So I'm, so I'm keeping out of this. You got a movie but, expert but, here. But okay, so that. not, not maybe not full sex, but becoming more, becoming a no adolescence. Look at you crumbling in front of the face of an expert. Because the, the problem is, though, Pazuzu, as you know, is the name of the demon in The Exorcist, mm -hmm. goes into prepubescence. Oh. And that's the problem. Because it's about, he wants to defile absolute purity. But anyway, it is about being defiled. <laughs> but it is about being defiled. It's a, it's a sidebar. They could have taken that bit out, couldn't they? Completely, that could have come out completely. Head spinning round, the green oh, bar, no. all that was enough. Yeah, but he, well, he is but he is going into and, her. And with that, yeah, but in fact, she's the battleground. The film's actually about the battle between the doubting priest mm. and the demon. It's a bromance gone wrong. Where's the sex scene in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is number three on this? It's one of my favourite films. Where's the I've never seen it, so I can't help you with well, that. I, I, oh, I'll, I'll bring it in for you tomorrow. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, right, because I... Um, it, this is one of the first video nasties where basically you could watch anything on video and then the government went uh, oh, like drill a kill out yeah those. yeah <laughs> and they cut, the government went actually maybe we should like ban some of these and I remember being god what that came out 74 we must have had a video record about 82 so I was 8 or 9 I remember being in bed and list, my mum and dad had Chainsaw Massacre on video. And literally the last 45 minutes, such a great film. It's a woman screaming as she's being chased by Leatherface who's got a chainsaw. Literally 45 minutes of screaming. And I remember lying in bed, hearing this and being terrified. I wasn't even watching the film. What the heck did the neighbours think? Oh God, it was, it was <laughs> They're off again. It, it was, was a Sunday afternoon. Horrendous. And then I didn't watch it for maybe another 15 years. And I didn't um, love may, that may I, I know you shouldn't kick a woman when she's down. Yeah. Poltergeist. No sex in that. No sex in that. People are being entered all over the place in Poltergeist. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's obsessed, And I thought you were the one who got the show at the trouble. <laughs> She's the only one with an off-call. Have you ever dumped... Have so you ever far. dumped have you ever, so far. Have you ever you know dumped of. the producer? Have you ever yeah. dumped your own producer? Uh, do you know what? I did... Uh, there was there was one, but yeah, yeah. Well, Catherine, would you like to apologise to Paul and to all movie fans? I never. Okay, oh, thanks. Never. Well, you're here, Paul. You might as well tell us what you got with a little bit. Huh? Okay. Tell us what's coming up tonight. Okay, we've got the usual old tosh. Yep. Uh, we're talking movies tomorrow night, including yeah. a great new horror film which doesn't involve sex either, called Hereditary. I've seen with Tony this Collette. Is, this is the. Uh, have you great seen film. it? Is it yeah, good? Great film. Because we've been to the cinema a few times. And you we've say seen that, but I think the grandmother does try and feed the kids, she, she, so it is a bit weird. We're giving away the ending now. No, it's in the trailer. <laughs> is, she, is she giving away the ending? Well, no, sort of. It's in the trailer. Okay. It's a slow build. It's lovely. First hour is really lovely. We've seen the trailer about four or five times. We've been to the pictures a lot recently, and it does look. It does yeah. look really good. Now. In Australia, that that trailer got shown during a children's Peter matter. Rabbit. They showed it in a Peter Rabbit. The, the mother's read it. screaming. The kids loved it. They, thought they were possessed by the spirit of Ian Lee, an eight-year-old here in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> um, also on the show, though, yeah. we're talking about a 
plucky and resilient little blighter called Opportunity. Oh. Okay, he was sent to Mars 15 years ago yeah. for a 90-day mission. Yeah, he's still going strong. Wowzers! But they've lost contact with him because there is now a dust storm on Mars, oh. which covers seven million square miles, the area of North America. Yeah. Now they measure opacity in dust storms, i.e., blocking out the sun. And this thing runs on solar powers by something called the Tau, T-A-U. That one in 2007, the largest they recorded, right? The Tau on that one was 5.4. Yeah. This is 10.8. Yes, NASA never has known the like of it before. Yeah. Will this little rover opportunity make it through? And we're stranded. It's a movie waiting to happen. Perseverance Valley on Mars. Wait, yeah, was there? There was a story the other day that they found. Um, was it war? They found it's, it's opportunity that found water traces from back in the day because Mars has no magnetic core or magnetic field. The atmosphere is constantly disintegrating. Yeah. They don't know why that happened, and there are all kinds of conspiracy theories about what might have caused it I in the past. It, he yeah. loves him and Howard Hughes. I've got theories on it. I've <laughs> told you my theories. You don't. I've told you both, and you both laughed at them. So I'm not. I'm not even going to bother. I think I'm siding with you from now. All, all horror films are about teenage girls having sex. No. No, not teenage girls. Just girls. They're basically about sex. No, yeah. you're, you're talking about like the slasher movies, like Scream and all of that kind of stuff. I'm also Halloween, about, yeah. All the, all yeah. the, all the, all the, all the girls you put thing, out got killed. There's a sexual thing about vampire films. Yeah, vampires. We know. We get that. We get yeah. the imagery. The tooth is a is a penis. And and the, Bride of Frankenstein. He wanted someone to make with the first Frankenstein's got no sexual component. Well, apart from cutting why, women out of the picture. That's probably why they needed to do Bride of. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, God, you're tenacious, aren't you, Kath? She's a pain in the arse. <laughs> no. If you, if you ever want to swap producers, I love working with Johnny Hearn, and I don't I don't know the other guy. You work Listen, with, but why don't you present the show in John Hearn and I'll produce Ian Lee? Oh, that would be a dream. Have you ever read Svengali? Trilby, the novel's called. Uh, no. by, oh, you see? Let's give it a go. Jobs, are you looking nervous now? Uh, <laughs> or excited? I, like, it, it, would be, it would be a pleasure to work with a professional producer. No, I said me. Yeah, we know your history. Oh, she's, there we go. Okay. She's. At least Cassel unfolded her arms. I'm never sure if that's because you're cold or cross with me. <laughs> I sometimes do that Les Dawson is, leaning over the fence. Mm. Is there anything else while we uh, double tagging Catherine? Okay, don't mean it like that, by the wow, way. Wow, again. <laughs> this is a horror film I don't want to be in. Are we still on here? Unfortunately. You're not sitting online via the app. Yeah. I've had enough. Go on. Anyway, we're also talking big showbiz news with Josh Rom and why being hungry can make you incredibly angry. There's a new one in the OED called Hangry. Hangry, yeah, And yeah. we've got the woman on from America who's done all the research on this one yeah. and she explains how you can kind of stave it off. Apparently, it's not about having regular meals. Oh. What I know about it apart from that, nothing so right. far. So we jo she's jo and we're crossing live to... Um, I'll oh, be going back to China, I think, today as well, because they're, they're planning to soak cereals to, and rice fields the size of the UK. It's all about size on the show tonight. Beautiful. Thank a you, 700, Paul. A 7 million square mile dust storm on Mars Thank you as we much. speak. It's happening. It's happening. Paul Ross will be on at one o'clock. That's also. Get out now. Go on, because we've got bloody ages now. Um, other horror films. Have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. Oh, mate, we got I wasn't lying. It. Wow, what's happened here? It's all got a little was bit... Was it lying to impress Paul? Well, Ross. okay. We've got to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why? It's... I think I know what happens. It's great. I mean, it's a little bit cheesy because it's, it's 70s, very low budget. Tobe Hooper, who died recently, is a genius. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great film. What's the guy in it called, the one that does the... Um... Leatherface. Yeah, I got chased by him once. Sorry? Mm. Twice, in fact. Really? Yeah, I went That's in one. Luck. I told you, I went in twice. I went in one of those bloody awful experience... <laughs> experience the horror movies experience... Hell holes. <laughs> the first time it happened, I nearly died. The second time, I really didn't want to go in and got bullied into it. And both times, I got attacked by Leatherface. It was not fun. <laughs> I love, I love a little, I love it. It's such a good film. Um, we'll, we'll take this, but I'm going to regret taking this. Yes, line one. Hello. Hello. No, thank you. No, thank you. You got that, didn't you? 
Right. Okay. So, so, okay. We were going to do, um, we were going to do withheld numbers on Friday. We no. can't do it. We can't do it because we've got a couple of people that actually we have, um, excommunicated from the show and, um, we, so we can't do it, I'm afraid, guys. Uh, hello, line two. Hello. Hello. Am I alive or? Uh, is it Memorex? I don't know. Okay. Am I alive or am I? Is it Memorex? Am I live or is it Memorex? <laughs> um, am I? Are you? Oh, I am live. <laughs> Hi guys. You're right. Um, can you remember Barbarella? Yeah. The movie. Yeah. That's really strange. Yep. Uh, what? Strange. I can remember it. <laughs> This has been such a weird old show tonight. I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night. We've got uh, the guys from Take It Away, the Paul McCartney podcast coming on at midnight. But um, we won't just be, you know, we'll be getting quite geeky about Paul McCartney. But we'll be talking about the art of podcast making and what have you. Speaking of which, don't forget you can download the best of this show every day. A new one gets released. Um, if you go to iTunes or Acast or your usual podcast provider, subscribe, like and share, please, guys. It all helps. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you very much, Catherine. Uh, Paul Ross will be up next. We'll be back tonight at 10. Until then, from us, ta-ta.